are back with the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast. Straight out of Jacksonville, baby. We just saw Dynamite and Rampage live. We're getting ready to talk about that. That's going to be pretty awesome. So how's everybody doing today? Mr. Chris coming up from North Carolina. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little jealous, but I'll get over it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to deal with it. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm good. How about you, Miss Tammy? Woohoo! Happy 2022. It's going to be good. Don't let anybody else tell you different. We It's all about your mindset. And uh, I just have to say also happy birthday to both of these amazing humans on this podcast that I love dearly. And happy new year to everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a lot to talk about. Um, we also want to just mention that Tammy and I were at the dynamite this week and we were at the rampage this week. And we were also at the, we got a chance to see dark and dark elevation for next week. So we're next week starting tomorrow, which would be Monday and then Monday and Tuesday, but we're not going to spoil anything. Um, there is one big spoiler in there that may be excited about, may not be excited about it. Just depends. Well, but we'll talk about that one next week. Um, for this week, man, there's been a lot of great stuff going on. Um, I thought the matches were really good. Uh, I thought Rampage was great. Um, I also want to talk about the money that you get. What you get for what you pay for at AEW is incredible because Brilliant. we paid just for our tickets and we got to see the tapings the night before and then that night and we got to see a whole ton of wrestling. Go ahead, Tammy. Also, and to your point that I want to mention, I'm a Heels member, which is the ladies Heels group, and we get pre-sale codes. So we not not only was the regular ticket a, a good value, but it was even less for us. I, I think I paid $30 per person for the ticket for right. two nights of amazing entertainment. Or yep. was it two or three? Or I don't know. Two yeah, nights. Two nights, but with like all kinds of matches. I mean, that was like four different nights of wrestling in two nights for $30 a person. Exactly. So if you're a lady and you want to uh, get a good discount, then it's really worth being a Heels member. It's like maybe $50 for the year. And we've already got that back in all of our tickets. Plus there's um, live, uh, every now and then they do live events where like some of the, um, the talent of AEW zooms in, like the makeup artist one time came in and, and did some things. I haven't really participated in much of that, but I see the other girls do it. And also we have a community, which Rafe got to experience for the first time is uh, there's a, the heels had a tailgate party uh, oh, cool. prior to the show and a meetup. And they really try to like meet up and we have ongoing messages and people supporting each other. But the tailgate with the heels included champagne. So it's a different kind of tailgate. It's got some class to it. And everybody is really nice. And um, the husbands and partners that are male also come along. So um, Rafe got to meet a new, a couple new wrestling fr uh, friends. But I just cool wanted people. to give a little plug to the AEW heels membership for anybody that's a lady out there listening. It's really worth it. Absolutely. We got to hang out with some cool people. We're actually thinking about having some of them on for a future podcast as a guest. Awesome. Because they're like hardcore into it. I mean, this one couple, they drove like from the panhandle of Florida over to Jacksonville and like drove back all night, man. That You're talking about dedication to, 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 to AEW, man. These people are into it. So shout out Joey and Kate Martinez. That's yeah. about you. You're dedicated. That's right. 
we'd love to have those guys on at some point. Super cool. Uh, I really enjoyed meeting them and really enjoyed hanging out with them. It's such a cool crowd when you go. It's such a different experience actually going to one of the shows. So if you all, anybody out there gets an opportunity to go, I really recommend that you go. It's kind of like having a big family and just like everybody has this collective together and it's like everybody's into it and it's all, it's like a real community type of thing. It's almost kind of like a, you know, like a cosplay community or, you know, it's like the metal community was, but it's like, but it's fun, man. And everybody's into it and everybody's friendly and, you know, it's just, it's a great experience overall. So, but um, yeah, yeah, man. So we had a great time and you definitely get your money's worth and you get to see a lot of stuff and it's, it's great. So, but yeah, let's kick this off. Yeah, man, let's kick this off. Let's start, uh, We'll start working on dark and dark elevation for this week. Kind of want to just hit the highlights on that because we really want to get into dynamite and rampage. Obviously, those are the big ones. Those are the fun ones, as you can see in Chris's background. Probably the match of the week, I would say. (laughs) I would have to say that could be the match of the week. Uh, I'm going to take that a step further, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're not there yet. We're talking about dark and dark elevation now. Yeah, so let's get into dark and dark elevation. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Uh, so elevation, December twenty seventh. Um, we had a dark order match with uh, who were these guys? Brandon Scott, Fodder, and Jr. Miller. Six man tag. It was okay. I don't know. Uh, dark order won that one. Um, then there was Thunder Rosa versus Danny Moe. I think that was really just setting up, uh, you know, her moving forward. Thunder Rosa. She won it. Uh, there was a little beef with Cargill. Um, then it was Anthony Agogo and another murder against a poor soul. Uh, <laughs> Santana and or- <laughs> Santana and Ortiz uh, had a good match against Movie. I, I I don't know if it was Mick or Mike. Mike um, Movie Mike and Alexander Moss. Yeah, they Alexander just came Moss. out and just ripped them apart. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a killer match. Uh, and then there was a Sean Spears match with Lee Moriarty. Moriarty. Uh, that was actually really good. Yeah. Um, Sean Spears kind of surprised me in that one. Uh, next was Dark Order in another six-man tag. It was uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Alan Angels, and they were going against the Gun Club. Uh, that was surprisingly good also. Um, the One of the last ones was Anna Jay and Ty Conti uh, versus Emi Sakura and Diamante, which was really cool seeing Diamante back. Uh, TJ won. Um, yeah. And then it was Matt Hardy and Darius Lockhart. Uh, which was sort of hard to watch because Matt looks like he's in a lot of pain for some reason. I don't know what it is about him, but he took the he took he took that match, and then um, I don't know. It was it felt like it didn't feel too short. It didn't feel too long. I thought it was a good elevation this week. Um, our yeah. normal questions, though, our normal questions between that and dark. Um, let me run down the dark card real quick. Uh, right. It was Ana Jay and Ty again versus Rika Tahaka. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that was just Anna J. I guess Ty was out there like ringside with her. She um, was. Then, yeah. then it was uh, the Blade with the Bunny coming out with him um, versus Toa Leona. Yep. And then Wardlow versus Casanova. Wardlow took that. Uh, <laughs> Diamante versus Shauna Reed. Diamante won that. Uh, Tony Nice. Anthony Green, that was a Tony Nese win. I'm not, I, I'm, I so don't care about that guy. Um, then there was the bunny with the blade coming out with her uh, against Killing King. That was a cool match. Uh, the Acclaim versus Bear Country. 
That was a good that one. Was, it was. Um, the acclaimed have kind of surprised me this week, actually. Yeah, I'm they're good, man. Not, I'm starting to not hate them as much. Um, <laughs> and then it was Sky Blue versus Ashley. And I the think M-Bois. I wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have friend. an R in there, and that's not supposed to be there. It's um, Yeah, it's Sky Blue took that. I, I'm not familiar with either of them, so that was a cool match. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Yuta versus the Wingmen. Always good to watch all of those guys. Um, it was an Orange Cassidy and Yuta win. And then Joey Janela versus Sonny Kiss. I think we're going to unpack that one in just a second. Just a second. So, yeah, But now sure. that we've gone over the card – now that we know what nights we're talking about, um, the normal questions. Who who stood out to you guys? I had Tammy, a few. Go first? Yeah, Ray, go ahead, Tammy. Go first? No, go ahead, Tammy. Oh, okay. Um, so just a couple just side notes. One thing that has nothing to do with the questions, but I thought was entertaining was when the money smacked Toa. I thought that was hilarious. So I just wanted to bring that up. That was um, uh, as far as new talent, I thought Movie Mike and Alexander Moss were mm. interesting, you know, and um, I, I, for some reason, I put fun storyline pushed there. I don't know what storyline was even being pushed at this point or why I wrote that. If that makes sense to anyone, let me know. It doesn't to me anymore. But I don't know if something <laughs> happened. I don't know if there was a promo or someone came out but <laughs> where I wrote the notes in the wrong place. But hmm, mystery. We'll see. But I, for some reason, I, I liked them. Um, and want to see more of them. I thought they came out strong and want to see more of what they can do in the future. Um, Storyline push, I definitely, the Joey Janela and the, uh, that's everything for me on all these. That should have been a main event. I loved that event so much. I loved watching all that. I felt like it set up their rival, rivalry further, but also bringing Kayla in, that that's going to be a storyline. I feel like that's where the storyline's going and that we're actually opening up opportunity for an intergender match, which I personally want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like certainly some, some contact there. So Yes, yeah. and that was awesome. I feel like they're building building it up to that. And I feel like it should go there. It should go there. Yeah. It only makes sense to go there. And the whole thing, I don't understand, again, I'm new to wrestling, why I know intergender wrestling happens, but for some reason not on main events. And I feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping for women sometimes. Like if a woman is a professional and knows what she's doing and everybody's professional, I just don't even understand why we get tied up on this. It just doesn't make a bit of sense. So um, anyways, that's my little tirade on that, but that match was everything. It was, I love all of those people together. I love, I love Sunny Kiss. I just, the athleticism, the energy. So we need more of that. We did not have enough. Um, Janela's no slouch either, man. True story. And I'm looking at what else. So a lot of those cover all the questions for me because it's both storyline push and what stood out. What I thought was the most exciting was that match. And there's, there was questions about 2022. Oh, are, you know what? I'm doing this wrong, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're going to do one question at a time. No, no, so no, no. I'll no, get no. to 2022. But honestly, I think it was okay that I mixed those other questions because a lot of it was like storyline push and ma- match that stood out was uh, most memorable was basically the same match for me. So. Yeah, and if your answer is the same for all the questions, why not just knock it out? Exactly. New talent, it wasn't. And, you know, I think there's a couple other new talents that I liked seeing. But for some reason, when I made my notes, I specifically wrote it for, I mean, I've seen um, Tahaka before. I think she's good. 
Um, so, and I put a star next to that match. Um, and I can't see if there's any other new people that stood out as much. I'm just looking real quick before I pass it on. And I'm not seeing that. No, I'm not seeing that. So I'm going with Movie Mike and Alexandra Moss. I'd like to see you all more. All right. All right. So I'll, I'll take the next round on this. Uh, I had a few that I thought uh, stood out. I thought Anthony Green stood out. I thought he's a good wrestler, man. I've seen him. I saw him in Orlando. Uh, he's a good, he's kind of like a wiry, good high flying, got some good moves, definitely has some good experience as far as like the new talent coming through. I thought he was great. He got an intro. Yeah, it noticed. almost felt he wasn't new talent. That's why I didn't put him, but right. I agree with you. Go ahead. Well, he's he's pretty much newer to AEW. Newer, yeah. Um, so I thought I thought he stood out to me. I thought Toa was really cool. I like the way he's a big, powerful kind of guy. I think he'll fit into some good matches, especially if he goes against like a Hobbs and goes against a Wardlow, yeah. does something, goes against the Bear Country type of thing, or even goes against a real fast Darby guy where Darby can kind of crawl over right. him like a spider monkey, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like kick his ass that way. I think that's good. And I think he's a good wrestler too. He's got some good moves. Uh, as far as the ladies are concerned, uh, Kylan King, I think she's, I've seen her a couple of times before. She's a good wrestler, man, period. She's just, she's yeah. strong. She makes the other, she makes the star look good. Uh, she knows her moves. She makes it a, a back and forth type of match. That's what you want to see. You don't want to just see, I mean, I don't want to see just the new talent just getting pummeled unless it's part exactly. of the storyline. Like if you right. got like a Wardlow situation, we know Wardlow's just going to powerbomb the dude and that's it. Yeah. It's over, right? And then I thought Ashley D. D. Uh, what's her name? Ashley Dumboise was wow. really good. I think she's good. Um, and I think she's going to make a lot of people look good too. So uh, as far as what pushed the matches and the stories, obviously the sunny kiss thing. Uh, I think that was probably the highlight of it, but you know, you're also got to keep in mind that we're, they're pushing the gun club in dark and dark really elevation are. a lot. So That's, they're pushing yeah. that storyline. So I'd like to see how that gun club story is going um you know they keep bouncing them in and out of the regular dynamite and more into yep. but they've had a lot of matches lately if you've noticed they've been on dark and dark elevation almost every week for like the. Past i was actually going to bring up the same thing yeah yeah because and, and so there's something going on there that they're trying to push i don't know where that story is going to go but i'm interested in seeing that story um and of course obviously the most memorable match I'm going to say Sunny Kiss and Janela was number one. But number two, I thought Bear Country and the Acclaimed was a really good match. And I yeah, think that that could have held up. Surprised me. I think that really could have held up very well on a rampage. I think yeah. it would have been great on a rampage. Yeah, that was with them coming out and doing the rap and talking about that. And then, you know, Bear Country's big intro. I think that would have been a great rampage match. That would have fit into either the Dynamite or Rampage perfectly. So I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, let's, so, so go ahead, Chris, what do you tell me what you think? And then we'll get into that Janela match. Well, I mean, as far as match of the week for those two shows, um, the story push, both, both of those, I had the same answer, uh, Janela and kiss. That was just it, the, the match itself was so unique as a kind of no DQ slash street fight match just the way they went at each other with different weapons and things was different than what you normally see. So I, I really dug it. 
I'm a huge Sonny Kiss fan. I'm a huge Joey Janela fan. Um, I really like them as a tag team, though. So this whole thing bums me out a little bit. I'm hoping that maybe they're going to get to the end of this thing at some point and become friends again. That'd be rad. Uh, but in the meantime, man, they could whoop each other's ass all day long. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, um, your opinion on this um, on this rivalry? Because I feel like that was our first live show. I had never seen either one of them. We're sitting there. Sonny comes out. Joey totally um, destroys Sonny on the runway. And then I didn't know what was going on. And I feel like I haven't any backstory. Like, was there an incident that occurred? Does anybody know why this is going on? What was the buildup beforehand that I'm not aware of? So I missed a little bit of that. What I remember happening was they kind of threw them together in a tag team out of nowhere. Um, And it was sort of like, well, this is interesting. Why are they doing that? And then they had such good ring chemistry. I think they had no choice but to take it to one another they mm-hmm. had to they had to bring that storyline to either they were going to stay a tag team or maybe they were doing this as a character builder for both of them because sunny kiss kind of fell flat a lot of the times just as a solo person very early on at least on tv it didn't feel important mm-hmm. uh and the same with janella janella was huge in the indies and then he comes into aew and it's just kind of like yeah joey janella and you didn't see him much so they put those two together they were doing the tag team stuff and they were really good as a tag team. Um, and then one day it was like, boom, they're feuding. I, I don't even know what happened. I must've missed something. I wasn't watching dark and elevation as much at the time. So maybe it was something that happened on there. I find that when I miss a story, it's usually something from there. Okay. Um, but I'm actually going to look into that a little more this week because I just watched that last night and okay. it blew me away. It was uh, great. I saved that one. And I saved, um, I saved this mm-hmm. to watch again last night uh, just so they were fresh because I watched them a little bit and I was like, wow, those are fantastic. I need to rewatch those before we talk. Yeah. Um, but before I get too far ahead of myself, Danny Moe was my standout talent for the week. Okay. Uh, in, that, in, in that match against Thunder Rosa, I thought she took her beating extremely well. She had a great look. She was super athletic. Um, I, I don't know where she was before I, that was my first time seeing her and I was super impressed. Um, but yeah, so the Joey Janela Sunny kiss thing. I mean, I think that just, that was everybody's cup of tea for the week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I, I don't see how anybody could watch that match and not say, okay, first of all, this is definitely TV caliber. Second of all, what a great story and what a great, like every single bit of that match was really good and really entertaining. And it felt important. Like it yeah. felt important on a dark episode, yes. which yes. that never happens. So it was, re- we were just talking about that like a week or two ago about how it would be nice to see more important type of things happening on there. And we got it. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I really enjoyed both shows this week. There was a ton of stuff. It's like you said, Rafe, I saw a bunch of people I, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with. I didn't see one dud. Yes. No, no, no. I it was a see great week for dark and elevation for both of them. So real quick, before we move on um, to, to the bigger matches, uh, I wanted to touch on their hype in Tony Nese a lot. Now, yeah, and I don't I know, know why. I don't know why either. He's, he's kind of like, he's kind of like a, a, he seems to be like a, a very, very 
sugar-free MJF type of character. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not even very like vanilla. You know, and it's like he's trying to be a heel, but he's really not that much of a heel because he's just like a technical wrestler. So he's not really much of a cheater. You know what I mean? Right. He gets booed. I mean, because yeah. we, you know, you know, when we saw him, he was getting booed. So he's getting booed like a heel, but he's not pushing the heel. Um, but they make they're making a big deal out of him. So I'm curious just to put a mental note on that. I'm just I'm saying it to say, let's see where that goes in the future. So I'm, I'm curious to see it. They're definitely not, building not to something with him for sure, because like you said, they featured him. And, and even when he's not in a match or anything like he's always in the audience or something weird. And he's yeah. always like looking at people. So yeah. they're doing something with him. But the question is what the other question is why? Because like he's OK. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't pick him out of a lineup for anything no i really wouldn't he, he he's not he doesn't have like a gimmick that pushes him over the edge you know what yeah. i mean and and it, considering aew has so many uh i, I want to say deep personalities because a yeah. lot of these people have so much depth and so much to offer and there's always something different you notice about them they always have something new to deliver I don't feel like he's going to have that, but maybe I'll be proven wrong. I don't know. I mean, he's good and he's strong. Oh, but so let, I mean, I'm curious. Let's see. Yeah, he's I, a I good worker. See, he's definitely a good work. So I'm curious to see how, how it's all going to play out and how they're going to use him even more because they seem to be putting some emphasis on him. So um, yeah. curious to see it. And that's why I like, I like the dark matches because you see some people will just, I think that there's people that are going to break out of that and it's really going to be fun. And added well, I enjoyed the match with Tony Nice and, and Anthony Green a lot this week. Yeah. It was one of my favorites. And I felt like it was the first time I enjoyed Nice, really. Like, I don't have any negative feelings about him because I've learned when people are really new, like, I need time to, like, watch them and observe them a little and not make a quick judgment because sometimes there isn't context yet. But um, but I felt that um, Green really shined in that. I'm just confused about his jacket, and I think he might be too. We need to get to the bottom of uh, Nisa's jacket. But, oh, the, um, you mean Tony Green's jacket, the half and white jean yes. jacket? <laughs> I need an explanation and storyline based on that. Um, so, I mean, I see what I see what you mean. There's similarities, but I, I definitely see a lot of potential in Nice. I mean, of course, he's the dude you want to slap in the face, and I'm trying to get used to like loving some of those people <laughs> in a fun way because I I realize when we don't have like some of these people around, it's boring. We need somebody like we, we need some agitators and I, I bet he right. can be, become a good one and he is a good wrestler. So we'll see, but I feel like it's early on. And I, I still, as a new person, I feel like I don't know the whole story with people and it's going to take me a long time to really like absorb everything about them. So I'm giving a lot of opinions now, listeners, viewers, whatever, however you're receiving this information that, you know, bear with me that I'm new. And so I don't have all the information and, and it might be a, an evolving opinion. And it should be, it should be, you should never say, okay, this person is this and then write them off. Because if there's anything I've learned about professional wrestling, it's that everything can change at any time. Right. Um, That's exciting. My, I should have given a little bit more background. I know Tony needs from elsewhere. Uh, and I, the guy has never done anything for me. But like I said, he's a great worker. But he's just a great worker, in my opinion. There's never been a lot of personality there. So hopeful, but yeah. we'll see. I think that that's, that kind of like happened. 
He was, uh, you know, hopefully he's like a slow burn. Like I know everybody knows who Bobby Fish is. Okay. They all know him from the undisputed, but we didn't know who he was when he first got into AEW. So it was just kind of like, Oh, okay. For us. But then you see the slow burn. Right. Right. And then it comes into the undisputed. He's getting involved in all these other matches. He's such a great technical wrestler. I mean, and he's mean and he's gnarly, you know what I mean? And he's just kind of like that old school. He looks like a like a, a lost pirate, you know, and he's just like ripping everybody's head off. And it's great, you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's cool. But it was a slow burn for us because, you know, Tammy's like, ah, I don't know about I mean, I remember I was sitting on the couch being like Bobby Fish, you know, because we didn't know. And we're like, OK, let's see what he was. And then we weren't that knocked out about him the first couple of times. And then right. we did see him live in Orlando. And then. You know, and then he comes out and, you know, now he's killing it with you know, Undisputed Kyle O'Reilly. He got that whole thing going. And yeah. I, I really enjoy watching Bobby Fish wrestle like now. Like, I'm excited to see him. So I'm yeah. hoping. I don't hate him. Not- no, I mean, I don't have anything against him. I'm, I'm glad he's there. He serves a purpose. But I haven't like, I'm not like ready to get up and sing his song when he comes out or anything like that. But, no I might, you know, the storyline might take me there. I need. Listen, I needed to develop a relationship with each and every person. And then that sometimes takes time, you know? <laughs> well, you know, once once that storyline develops with those guys and what they're doing right now, they're going to turn on each other at some point. It's been through three different companies already. It's going to happen the same way. Um, and I think we're going to get a little bit more of their individual offerings at that point. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, yeah, Fish is great, man. I like Fish. He's a bruiser, man. He just goes in there and just beats your ass. And that's yeah. what I like about him. And he's yeah. a good contrast to Adam Cole, who's kind of a spinner. You know what I mean? Very so much. I, and I don't know enough about Kyle O'Reilly. I've only seen him that I only saw him Wednesday night. So I don't know. But he seems like a tough guy, too, along the lines of Bobby Fish in that sense. Um, but um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the, the Undisputed Era coming in out and, and really ripping it up in AEW. And I've got some theories of what I think is going to happen, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, so I'll let you take it on the dynamite. Go ahead, Chris. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question on the order of questions. Question on the order of questions. So are are we talking about the 2022 questions at the very end? Yes. Yeah, I think we'll save that for the end. We'll save that for the end. I'm on board. Let's roll, Chris, for dynamite. Well, well, I let's let's try something here. Um being in the building, feeling the vibe. What did you guys think of Dynamite as a whole as a presentation in itself without Rampage being included and all that? Just Dynamite as a show for this week. I thought it was fantastic not being there. I can't imagine how great it was being there. How how was it in person? You want to take this, Tammy, or you want me to go? You looked excited to answer, so you go first, and I'll go. Jacksonville is the hometown of AEW. These- Ready, Rafe? Okay. All right. So we got that out of the way. These (laughs) folks love it. They were there during the pandemic. They were there through the whole thing. A lot of the people that are there are the people that have been there every single time that they've been at day day one. It's day one. So when you get that kind of crowd there, man, it's they love it. And everybody yeah. is psyched. I mean, you, it was loud in that building. And it's yeah. open air. So yeah. it's open. 
So there's air flowing through. Both sides of the walls are open. So people were going nuts and it was super loud. It was super fun. People. And I mean, I Duval's the crowd. I mean, I mean, Jacksonville is, is the home. It's like being on home ice, man. It's like, or in a football game and they can't even hear the count because the, the home, the home team is going so crazy. That's the way it was. It was, you're right. And that energy pushes towards those wrestlers and they can feel it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they feel it too. So that just elevates that those matches up. Now, the only thing that I, the only bad thing that I will say about this before we get into the matches and then let Tammy get Tammy's opinion of the building is that <clears throat> it's a long night. Okay. So you got to pace yourself because you've got dark elevation being taped before you've got dynamite and then you got rampage after you're almost out of gas when you're hitting rampage. Cause you know, you've been there a long yeah. time. And you can definitely feel that in, when you watch the shows, you can feel like that's when everybody's like, okay, we're still excited to be here, but man, we're tired. Yeah. Um, so Rampage has to be good, I feel like, in order to get people hyped. Right. Uh, and I, this week seemed pretty good to me. It did. And once we hit that one match with Anna Jay and, and Tay, or Ty, Ty Conti, it was like, that's what really, that gave everybody their second win. But the, Dar- the Darby match did too. Don't get me wrong. That was a very exciting match. But when that one hit, that's when everybody was up again, like really up again. So, uh, but it is a long night. So, but Tammy, what did you think of the building up in uh, Duval? I agree. It's a long night, but honestly, I was like, it was, it didn't feel as long as it was because you're entertained every single step of the way. And mm. they do a really good job of moving things along. There's not a huge amount of downtime at all in between stuff. So they really, it's like, go, 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 go. Um, uh, Yes, it was, uh, we had amazing seats. And because we had met up with some people prior in the parking lot, every area you looked, you saw someone you knew, kind of, like, sort of no acquaintance. Um, And seeing all the signs in person is really cool. And again, the energy is, is totally electric. There is so much love. There's so much enthusiasm. People put a thousand and ten percent, and they're yelling and screaming and singing the songs and doing all this stuff. Like it is definitely, it was definitely like full on fans there. Like you didn't feel like anyone was dragged along to the show. They give you right. more than you expect. Um, they are so cool to the crowd. Tony Khan comes out and thanks Jacksonville for all they did did to help keep it going during the pandemic and putting them on the match. I mean, I think he did like multiple speeches in one night thanking all of us you know (laughs) for Mm -hmm. everything so you definitely feel loved there and I just think there's nothing like it I mean all of us are performers in our own way we've all done some sort of been on stage we understand that connection between audience and you really that's what performing is about is when you kind of get into that headspace where you're like you don't it's just you like vibing off everything and doing what you love most and it's like so zen in so many ways so you know that they're feeling that you it's it's great knowing that they're being cheered on and that they can hear you because sometimes you're cheering people on and they don't know you are so they get to feed off that I love doing all the songs it is kind of like going to the Rocky Horror Picture Show in a little bit because you participate so you're part of it so it's like we're all in it together co-creating this together And I just love seeing so many happy people, you know, with all the things that have been going on in the world, there's still places where people see each other, 
where they're celebrating. And even when they're booing, they're doing, they're still celebrating that person because that person is a heel and that's their job. That means they're doing their job. So I love it. I could go all the time. I mean, it was like a very exhausting couple of days, but that's because it was the end of the holidays. But I feel like our exhaustion was at home. And once we were there, we were totally engaged in it. So I I could become a person, an old person, like traveling around, like people used to follow the Grateful Dead and we could follow like a wrestling thing because it's that fun. It it really is. And there's a leg. And I'll tell you, Justin Roberts, the announcer, is the coolest dude. Oh, yes. And same birthday as Rafe, too. Same birthday as me, which is cool. Yeah. So just listening to him announce and the way he, you know, like says the words is so fun. It's the way, and and he and he talks to the crowd, he reads everybody's sign, he acknowledges everyone. Mm -hmm. The whole thing happens like that. And it's just, it's, it's cool. And, you know, everybody's happy to be there. The minute Aubrey comes out, everybody loses their shit. They love every, yes. They love every member. Even the security guards get love and are known. (laughs) Oh yeah. Some little kid got a fist bump from one of the big, that big bald security guy you see walking around all the time with the tattoos. He's huge. Right. This little girl gets a fist bump and she, it was like she met a wrestler and we, it was, it's, it's kind of like that vibe. Like if you're attached, you get love. Like if you're, if you're like the ticket taker, you know, you're like, everybody will know your name and chant for you. So it's like, it really is like a big family. It really is. is. And what was other cool is this, uh, 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 there was a, a person with a sign and it was a two-sided, you might've seen it, Chris, watching one of these, MJF and somebody that- Dan Housen. Yes. Um, so this- um, Was it the like painted like a, one? A, a, yeah. a cartoon. I did see that sign. Yes. So we were, we were not far behind that person. And so I was looking at the signs and now I'm on Twitter and that person's part of some of the people I know. So through randomness, I'm hooked up on Twitter. And that, I think that shirt, now that's a best-selling shirt. Yeah. So nice. it's like, great, because it's a, an independent artist, not expecting that, trying to push their work. And now they have like this amazing, the shirt is selling out. And um, so to plug them, I believe it was, um, I want to say it's Twin Palms. Yeah, it is. Uh, or named Angie on Twitter. and then another cool thing was uh this one guy made a sign and it was an orange cassidy but it looked like the tropicana carton looked just like the tropicana carton right and so after his match you know the kids holding it up orange cassidy stops and's like come here man yeah and they and and the and the guy goes up and he's like and he writes cool on his sign and then signs it and he gives it back to him so it was like it was a really cool moment because it was like that's so awesome. He just kind of pulled off to the side and was sitting there. And then there was no cameras on. There was nothing. You know, he wasn't trying to be popular or anything like that. He just saw that kid sign and was like, "Oh man, that's really cool." Because I mean, it looked just like the Tropicana thing, and it had orange casting on there like that. And it was like it was a really great sign. And that's um, bad. and so and it, and Orange Cassidy signed it. and It was really cool. So okay. I know we're, we're like, we're, I mean, I'm, I'm besides, I have to add these two things. Sorry. I don't want to make it too long, but no, 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 please. Because uh, one thing that was really cool was uh, one of our heels, Annie always paints her face half as Darby Allen. And I heard that uh, the person in front of her uh, without asking, let her come when Darby came and sit there so that you can see her painted face, at, you know, in the, all the videos in the back. And, you know, that was just a cool thing, unasked, just say, hey, you know, obviously a Darby fan, why don't you sit closer for Darby's match? 
and gave up their seat. And I do have to say, we we did not, we weren't going to um, disclose this, but now it's public knowledge, so we can. The, when we did um, the night of dark and dark elevation, we got confused about where to park. It was different than the normal nights we've gone. So we parked in a, uh, in a different parking lot. It was where all the wrestlers went in. And we saw, I don't want to get gossipy, but it's just a cool thing of going there is really why I'm bringing it up is that we saw a certain couple that announced they're now a couple kind of together. They were so, snuggling. And we walked right past them. They were snuggling up. <laughs> yeah, they were snuggling up. And we knew the answer, but we didn't say anything because it wasn't our business and we don't want to get gossipy. But now it's public knowledge, so it's okay. But yeah. that was, we walked right past, you know how I feel about Sammy, Chris. Yeah. Walked right past him. I was like, oh, it's the Spanish God, but that's okay. It's all cool. We were really just trying to figure out how to get in the building. We didn't bother anybody. And then when we were walking along the side, two of the dark order were running up the road at the Stu, same time. Stu and Uno. Yeah. Nice. With so no we mask. Had to accidentally but he had, in the wrong he had place. this one. We wouldn't have had that experience. <laughs> so those wow. were only two things. Yeah, I wanted to add. It was fun. It's fun. That's very cool. I'm so glad you guys got to have like an in-person experience that was so good for you. That's it was. That's, you haven't had a bad experience with AEW yet, and I don't think many people have. So no. That, no. that is a testament to what they are as a promotion and as a company and what each and every person that works at that company puts forth to give back to everybody. Um, I think that's the reason that everybody has, has gotten behind them as hard as they have. It's because how much they give. Oh, um, yeah. And then one one last thing I'm going to add, one last thing I'm going to add before we get on to the matches is the coolest part about being there live is the fact that you can see, like example, people talking all kinds of shit on Dan Lambert and him reacting to them. Yeah. And like, and and, you know, he kind of got the smile, like, I know this is an act. But he's just kind of like interacting with him, giving him the finger, and people are screaming at him. And it's, and instead of it being like malicious, and it's kind of fun. Yeah. He knows he's a heel, right? And he knows he's pissing people off, and he plays it up. And you can tell, like, and it's that's probably one of the coolest things when when they're all walking around and you don't see what's going on down below. Yeah, and you see some of the inter- interactions that are happening with down below. That's that's a really another really cool element of it as well. So yeah, but yeah, man. Let's let's get into it. Unless you got something else to say, I mean, let's get into it. No, I'm good. I'm I'm just really glad you guys had such a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's always fun. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure if you if you're there, you get tickets and you go somehow. Oh, we're all going together. Right. That's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first match at Dynamite was Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, the Lucha Brothers versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, and FTR. This is a big match. A lot was, of people in that one. It was chaos. What's your yeah. thoughts, Chris? You go ahead. So it looked like organized chaos to me. Um, you know, I've said it a couple times now when we've done this that a lot of times you put too many people near that ring and it starts to feel like you don't know what's going on. It's hard to keep track of everybody or you'll catch somebody just kind of standing waiting for their cue or whatever. I didn't feel like that with this match. Um, I mean, we're talking about a lot of really cool people that were all in this match. And uh, I think they delivered. I, I did. I was curious how you guys are feeling about FTR now that you've kind of come around the bend and now you've seen them in like live. How are you feeling about FTR now, both of you? Either one could go first. Go ahead, Tammy. Um, 
So when I put my notes, I put, I love all these wrestlers, but FTR the least. So they're still in my love category, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and I put, but that's okay. That's my design. So. Yeah. I mean, well, you got Lucha Bros in there, Jurassic Express, Private Party. It's hard to pick FTR out and be like, yeah, they were the best in there. But I think they added a lot to the match. Yeah. I agree. I agree. They do add a lot to the match because they know how to add a lot to the match. That's true. And so when they know how to add a lot to the match, it makes it that much better. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely agree that they are a great tag team and they're great at, I hate to say it, but they're great at losing. They I mean, are. They make people look great when they lose. And it doesn't um, take anything away from them as a team. It doesn't seem like, it's never like, yeah, we knew they were going to lose. It's always like, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because you're not sure. You're not sure if they're going to have yeah. them win or are they going to get a cheap win or something's going to happen or, yeah. you know, whatever the situation is, but they're just, they're, they're good. And yep. of course, Hardy's, Oh, I love Hardy. My like, Matt Hardy's great. He's, he's, he's getting up there in age and he's a little bit beat up, but man, he's still, he's a great performer. He, he didn't seem like he, he didn't get a lot of time in there, but he got his signature moves in, which were great. Uh, I think he, he got a lot of good interference stuff in too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did private party. They're, they're going to have a great future because I think that those guys are like the, they're kind of like in the style of the young bucks, the Lucha, you know, the Lucha brothers, they're the flyers. They jump off the ropes. They got a lot of orange Cassidy traits in them and stuff like that. And the way that they wrestle, and they're fun and they you know they you know they got that goofy gimmick about you know going to the party and being they dress like they go to the club and so i thought that that's very funny but they're very good wrestlers and they're very entertaining um christian cage i respect him uh but i could take or leave him i'm not yeah. he, he's not he's not someone that i think he's a good wrestler i think he helps with the jurassic the Jurassic Express with their promos because those guys aren't the best talkers. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think Luchasaurus is really supposed to be talking. He's supposed to be this big Lucha right. dinosaur type of thing. Jungle yeah, Boy. Yeah, like when he just grunts. Right. Yeah. Jungle Boy's a little dry, so I can see why they put Christian Cage in there. Um, but let's talk about the match itself. So go ahead, Chris. What, what did you have on your notes? So... Here's the thing about this match for me. It was really entertaining. I enjoyed it a lot. There wasn't a single moment during the match that stuck out to me as a moment that changed the match or a moment that made the match go in the direction that it went. It, it felt like I said, you said chaos. I said organized chaos. That's really kind of what it was. I was surprised at the end. I'm still surprised that Hardy and FTR and everybody won. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think we're done with this one yet. No, and I think that, that I think that they, the, the reason that they won is because they were setting up that Jurassic Express Lucha Brothers thing. Christian yeah. Cage and, and, and Penta having that argument of who did what, who screwed it up, it wasn't really a loss. Right. If you look at it, it was more like somebody screwed up and that's why we lost. So now we've got to set up this new rivalry and we're yeah. going to do the Jurassic Express Lucha Brothers. Now that's a tough one, man. That's that's a really that's a tough one for me because I love both of them. 
So it's like, you know, you, it's going to be one of those situations of who wrestles better. I mean, but you know, they're both, that's a pretty equal, you know, I think that the Lucha brothers probably have more experience than, than um, Jurassic express, but it's still, that's going to be fun. Uh, I don't, know where they're going to go with the storyline but i know that the matches are going to be pretty awesome uh, yeah i don't know how christian cage is going to fit into all of that since he was the kind of one that screwed up the match but yet the jurassic express has to wrestle the lucha brothers so yeah i'm a little bit of like okay all right that's fine i guess because he's part of the team but i would think that you know the rivalry would be set up. Maybe Luchasaurus did something wrong, and then Penta gets mad at him, and then or Jungle ha- Boy, or Jungle Boy, or so on. And then you have this rivalry. Then you have this thing of like, "Hey, man, you screwed up the match. No, you screwed up the match, etc." But it was Christian Cage. So I don't know. I'm curious to see where it was going. I enjoyed the match a lot. I thought it was fun. It was great to see it live. Uh, you know, it's always good to see those guys flying on the ropes doing their, their, their coordinated moves together and, 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 and doing all that. And I remember earlier on when we were watching Jurassic Express that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus had a couple of more moves together. I haven't seen that that much lately. I haven't seen like him going off of maybe Luchasaurus's shoulders and doing right. some kind of moves. I saw that early on with them, but I haven't seen a whole lot of that later. I'm not sure if they're just kind of changing their technique, learning a little bit more, et cetera, et cetera. But I'd like to see in this matchup that we're going to have with the Lucha Brothers and the Jurassic Express, I'd like to see some of those more coordinated moves because the Jacksons, I mean, the, the Bucks do that shit great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the, they're the ultimate at those, those double moves together. And I love yeah. watching them do that. And even the Lucha Brothers are great at doing that too. They really, really are. So I'm hoping to see a lot of that in this next match. I think it's going to be cool. I see where they push that story. It was kind of like the FTR private party were just kind of like on the outlier. They were pulling right. that. They were pulling that story from FTR and Lucha Brothers. They pulled that apart so that we don't have to really focus on that anymore, which is kind of cool. Because I mean, I think that's kind of getting a little stale. They've had a lot of matches together, unless they're going for those AAA belts. What's the difference? You know what I mean? Right. You know, who cares? You know, that's the way I'm thinking, because I think the, the Lucha Brothers deserve those belts because they're mm-hmm. they're the Mexican belts and they should have them. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? yeah. <laughs> Just right. the bottom line. So um, I don't know how that's going to develop, but that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that that's my opinion. Tammy, what do you think? How was your thoughts on that? I don't want to recycle any good points anybody's already made so I'm not I'm just going to skip over all of that so I'm going to agree with most of the things that have been said except for that I am not excited about this rivalry that is brewing it just is a little bit awkward to me or something Luchas and the Jurassic Express is that the one just I don't know it's like I don't know they're on different levels so it doesn't feel like a really good rivalry like nothing like like you said the young bucks and and um the lucha bros i mean that was amazing like i feel i still feel like you said there isn't as much team like they could do more team moves together jungle boy still a little younger and could probably do better like character developments promos i mean we know he's like tarzan but he doesn't talk a lot and i don't know i just feel like it's two totally different levels and i i, I understand on one 
side why that would be created, but at the same time, it just doesn't, it feels slightly awkward and I'd like to get completely away from it and have them like with other, like another rivalry going on. Plus it's so weird because I mean, what, what, what is the Lucha Brothers? Are, are they not faces? And then aren't um, Jurassic Park, I guess it's fine face to face. I mean, that's what competition is. Two good people can compete against each other, but you, you know, who are we going to root for here? You know, it's like right. picking between our children, you know, I don't know. And then like one, like one child seems to need to season a little bit more before we get to this point. And I am glad the FTR thing is kind of out of the way, but it still feels connected slightly just because I guess it was in this match. So, you know, I don't have any technical things to add, but as far as st- storyline, in my notes, I did say like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I'll see where it goes. And it's a little bit awkward at the moment. And I just have to point out, you know, when these groups come out, these teams come out, they only pick certain songs to play when that like it's usually the most popular person gets their song. But I miss now. Finally, we have both members of private party and we didn't get shots. And I really wanted to be like shots, (laughs) shots, shots. Shots. So I'm just adding that I miss, I want to do shots. So, you know, not, not (laughs) necessarily alcoholic ones, but um, that's okay too, though. But uh, I just, I want to sing this song with private party. And I missed out on that when I saw them together, finally, after the other um, one that half of them have been injured this whole time, we've just seen Isaiah, you know, so I was like, they should have made more of them together again. Right. Yeah, they should have got the of, shot song coming. And out. I think, but I also think that that's the difficult part about these multi-tag teams. Yes, you know what I mean. You you can't. You're gonna have to expect some of them to be a little bit of in the back door and in in, in in the other room True. with these Supporter. matches, just to be able to push the storyline forward. But it's good to see them. Yeah. It's actually good to see them get in there, and it's great for the live experience to get to see them in there. Like if, you know, the TV experience may be a little bit different, but it's cool for the live experience to see the persons, the, the people there. So, right. um, but yeah, so that, that is the tricky part about those multiple tag teams. It's like, not everybody's going to get, you know, not everybody's going to get their thing in there and not everybody's going to be featured, but we knew at the end, obviously that this was really just setting up the Lucha brothers versus right. the, the, the Jurassic express. Yeah, and I'll be honest, on my notes, I had I had three things written down. The first one was crossed off. It just says unnecessary because <laughs> I don't I, I really don't feel like this match needed to happen to push this story. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there could have been a better way to do this without involving so many people and making it such a clusterfuck. Um, good point. I, I think that we kind of had a good setup for it last week, and yeah. there could have been something better with that. Um, one of the other things I said was too many people not enough time. Um, there was a lot of people in that match and it, it wasn't super long or anything. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not behind, like you said, I'm not really behind the Jurassic Express versus Lucha. I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't, at some point it's going to be necessary because AEW only has so many tag teams, but I don't, I don't feel like Jurassic Express is at Lucha Bros caliber. Exactly. Oh. And I, I don't, I don't want to see Lucha Brothers have to carry them through a whole match, and and still have them win. If that makes sense. Yes, that will be. But so I, annoying. I also don't want Lucha Brothers to win either, though. So I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. 
All right. I'm just wondering about the storylines. Like sometimes you can see this all coming too much. And do they ever totally blindside you? Because it would be really cool to see like this all brewing and then something else just come and like totally change the course of it. So that's what I would like to see, you know, like yeah. something we don't foresee coming. I mean, with creativity, there's no limit, you know? So like, there's no limit to the storylines. It doesn't always have to be rivalry this, rivalry that, back and forth, back and forth. There can be so much other things happening. And that's what I'd love to see with this storyline is that all of a sudden some other factor comes in that none of us saw coming. I would love that. Yep. I felt like that kind of happened like, when Julia got the, the black mist blown in her face. I never saw that coming. That was out of and nowhere. Where, it still where doesn't on make earth sense is the follow-up to that? No, but I feel like it will happen. I think it it's going to happen. happen. I think it's going to happen with the, the Fly and Brian match coming. coming up. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see about that one, too. So, yep. So That had to be pretty cool in person, huh? It was fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Rafe, I, I'm curious to see what you have to say about this next match. 2.0, Daniel Garcia, Eddie Kingston, and Santana and Ortiz. Well, okay. I'll tell you what. When we were there, they love Eddie Kingston. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. Eddie Kingston. I mean, yeah. they love him, dude. They were going off. I love Eddie Kingston. He's the best. And this is, I think this is a great rivalry between 2.0 and Daniel Garcia and Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. First of all, Proud and Powerful is, is they're up there Money. on my top top favorite tag teams. Number, I mean, they just are. They're great, and yeah. to have Eddie Kingston in there with his with his, just the character that he is um, is is perfect. You know, it's like they're they're the New York Street Kids going out there and kicking everybody's ass. Right, I, just, I love it. And for them to go against uh, 2.0 and Garcia, it's it's perfect because they're they're all kind of nasty. You know what I mean? They're like a, got a nasty wrestling style to them. Like no one's smooth, no one's pretty and shiny. You know what I mean? It's not like you know they and they come out and they're just it's just a brutal, almost like a street brawl every time. Yeah, it's and very I mean, gritty, very like very yeah. um, rough rough it's very rough and the thing about it is kingston doesn't care if he's a heel or he's a face and no, i love that attitude i think that's yeah. the best attitude to have because it's like i don't care i'm gonna bite this dude's ear i'm gonna bite his face you know what i mean that's like heel action but he's not a heel because yeah. they love him so much so yeah. as far as that match is concerned it sucked that they lost but you see why because it's setting right. up you know, we, you got the setup at the end. Jericho comes running out. A big return. A big return of Jericho. I mean, I didn't see that coming, to be perfect. I was honest. stoked. I was stoked to see him come out. And boy, they were singing that song oh, so loud. Oh, it's the funnest <laughs> to sing the song, Chris, in person with everyone. Oh, yeah. screaming that song is at the so top fun. of their lungs, the Jericho song. And then Eddie Kingston's getting in Jericho's face. I love it when he flies off the handle. And just goes off on whoever. It doesn't matter if it's his enemy or his uh, or his friend. It doesn't make a difference. So you interrupt Eddie Kingston no matter what. He's going to go off on you. And I love the fact that he just started going off and going sick. And he's pissed off that he lost. And he's screaming at him. And he's getting in Jericho's face. And then I think it was uh, Ortiz was like, look, man, you got to chill out. It was a monkey. Monkey's like, calm down. 
You know, yeah. it's like trying to get everybody. I mean, you could actually hear them. Like we could hear a lot more of the dialogue. Right. He's like, dude, it's not what you think. You got to chill out, man. Relax. You know, he's trying to get Eddie Kingston off the tree. And he really did a great job of trying to like, like it was like a real, like if I was going out and hanging out at a show or something like that and somebody got in a, a fight, you know what I mean? Like if I'm maintaining one of my old band members and like pushing them right? back, like, dude, you need to calm down. And I think yeah. you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> right? Starts with a K, ends with an A. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to- him down. Yeah. It's like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's that's what the cool part was. They made it look like that was a real deal. And, yeah. for, and Jericho coming out, it's cool to set it up because then it causes that tension between the inner circle and Eddie Kingston and yep. Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston. And I think that 2.0 and Garcia are a perfect foil for those guys. I think they're yes. well-matched. I think that the match was technically fun. I think they're all really good wrestlers. You really don't, it really, they really make you not like them. And that's perfect. That's what you want. Uh, and so as far as that match was concerned, that was, that was cool. Um, so, and then Garcia yeah. pulls out the ring bell and smashes it on the Santana's head. That was a great moment. And then that's when Jericho comes out and starts going crazy. And then, so it was fun. It was fun. So Tammy, what's your thoughts? Now, Tammy, ahead, I'm Chris. curious about, I'm curious about what you think too, about, cause last time we talked about 2.0, you were kind of on the same page as me where like you could do without them. Squarehead was annoying and all that stuff. Where are you at with that match and with 2.0 and all that stuff? So Squarehead, I think stands out where I can't tell you who the other guy is. If that helps to answer your question. His name's Matt, right? Is his name Matt? Square Matt, head. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I think it's Matt, and I know who he is. So I'm I'm better with him because at least I remember him. And it's okay. I, I hate to say this because I'm sure the other guy's a perfectly great wrestler, but for some reason, it's like I can't remember who he is. If I walk past him on the street, I wouldn't remember him. And I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. I don't understand, but I, that's still how I feel. But I do enjoy them as heels. Um, I, I love to hate, hate them a little bit. I, I think Squarehead is okay. Um, I hate Garcia. Um, so as far as the match goes, I, I, I didn't completely understand why Kingston was so unhappy. I mean, I can relate. I like to fight my own battles. Rafe knows this. He's gotten pushed out of the way so I could kick some ass back in the day. Long time ago, people. I'm not violent now, at least not mostly. Um, but, um, so I understand that wanting to have the satisfaction of doing it yourself, but he was just trying to back him up. So I didn't get that. And I'm sorry. I just think Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz are unstoppable. They should be an unstoppable force. They're so much yes. better than 2.0 and Garcia. So I, I, I won't say that I, I don't know how I've changed, to be honest, Chris, because there's some things that are the same, but I do like they're, they're, they're a worthy adversary in certain ways and other ways. Maybe if it was just the square headed guy and Garcia as a tag team, I hate Garcia. I just do, but um, I might just love to hate him though. He reminds me of some people I wanted to smack back in the day, you know, so right. maybe that's why. So I, um, but I just feel like who was going up against who here there was should not have been a contest there should right. not have been a contest and in 2022 i feel like this should be made right i want to see daniel garcia's face 
smashed more into oblivion and lose. And I want to see 2.0 lose badly. Like I want it to be brutal. And then I'll feel better about everything. That's how I feel about okay. that. Matt Lee, Jeff Parker. Matt Lee. I just looked Jeff that up Parker. too. I was gonna say. Oh, let's, so his let's... name was Matt. See, I, I see. At least I remembered him, but I will never remember Jeff. You had it better than I did. <laughs> and I just like, why don't I remember him? You know, I'm sure he's. Like, I mean, to get to where you're at and the people that you're fighting, and do we call it fighting, matching, right. doing matches again, Match. bouts? I don't know. But well, um, well, I just I never know. Um, but you have to be good. So it's like, I don't want to insult this person, but it's just, I'm just, it's just my honest opinion. And so if I was going to take constructive criticism of that person, I'd say, why am I not being noticed and remembered my name and do something? So I remember your name. Right. What's your thoughts, Chris? How did you feel about this match? We didn't get your opinion yet. So, so I'm going to say this. Uh, First of all, the highlight of it for me was Jericho coming out and Kingston flipping out and that whole thing. I love that. That made the match for me. Um, I have turned the corner on 2.0, the acclaimed, and uh, who are those other guys I said I didn't like before a couple weeks ago, and now I'm all, like, I'm into it. I don't remember. There's been a couple teams lately that I'm, I'm suddenly finding my – Gun Club. Gun Club. Uh, I'm finding myself getting more into these guys. So 2.0 is, is – I'm warming up a little bit. I'm starting to hate them in less of an actual hate way and more of like a – yeah, they're pretty good at being dickheads kind of a way. Um, then they've done man, their job. Yeah. Santana yeah. and Ortiz had a killer week. Uh, Eddie Kingston is never disappointing. And having Jericho come out was icing on the cake. I want to see where that's going. Uh, they were sort of beefing like a year ago or something when Eddie first came in. And it didn't go anywhere because there was the whole uh, death triangle turned into the family with Eddie Kingston and Jericho was still in the mix somehow with Santana and Ortiz. And then, then there was the inner circle thing. And it was like, where are they? Who, who's doing what? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this program. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they've got a lot of really talented people in there. And I think it's just going to be fantastic. I do wish that this match had been a little later in the night, though. Well, I, they, you know, you got to also keep in mind, they do things, they schedule things in certain ways so that there's less commercials for bigger matches. Right. So that's one of the things you have to keep in mind as well. But yeah, I agree. And then, so uh, if we're good on that, I want to kind of give you what happened after that. And after that, they, they go to MJF. MJF is shown backstage. He's talking about his unsafe work conditions. He says he was thrown out of the ring by an untrained sting. Remember that? Because remember, he almost landed on his head. Yeah. He says he wants, he doesn't want to work for a professional company hitting that. He wants to try to go into WWE. He says, this is a conversation for 2024. I remember all that. Yeah. And, and he references his contract. And then he says he's done with CM Punk. And then, and then he says to Wardlow, he needs to stop the powerbomb symphony. He also says he needs to face a revolution ladder match to win and then give it to him. This is all yep. the culmination of Wardlow going to be like, and, and, and then I'll make a note right at the end of this. And then he says, talked about his contract. And then he started, he see, and then, so then MJF says he's going to start racking up some wins to try to get up, up the ladder. And he's not worried about CM Punk right now, which right. Was the same thing as before when CM Punk came out and said that same thing, I'm done with him too. We're blah, blah, blah. So they're putting that on ice for a while. Um, but what was I going to say? They love Wardlow. 
people love Wardlow. They want to see, everybody wants to see Wardlow on his own. The kids next to me that were hardcore wrestling fans I was sitting next to, when, I mean, when Wardlow even stepped anywhere, they were so pumped up. Yeah. They were so pumped up. And they're like, I can't wait till he gets on his own. I can't wait that, I mean, I really think that once Wardlow gets through all of this, he's going to be a big, big push there. And yeah. then I'll talk about some other stuff next week that we saw. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to save it for now because I don't want anything spoiled. But what we witnessed as far as what is what, what was Wardlow at the elevation matches and the dark matches. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So then after that, Shivoni talks to the Christian brothers and then they set that whole thing up that we were talking about. And then we go into the Wardlow Sean Spears with Colin Delaney match. So go ahead, Chris. What was your thoughts on this? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm wearing thin on the Wardlow matches right now as they stand. And here is why there's so much more that could be happening. Um, I feel like this whole power bomb, power bomb, power bomb, power bomb. I'm, I'm like, okay, what else though? Um, but I love Wardlow so much and I'm so fucking tired of Sean Spears which is weird because just like two nights before that, I was like, wow, Sean Spears looked really good in this match. I was actually entertained. He surprised me, you know? And then every time he's out there with someone else, it's like, you are just a really annoying fucking sidekick. Get right. the fuck out of here. Right. Um, I can't wait to see him get power bombed a couple times. Yeah. Tammy? Uh, I think I feel almost exactly the same way as Chris does. So I, I won't go into it much. All I, all I, my only note is turn already. Yep. And good on Colin Delaney, though, for taking the ass whooping. Yeah, he did. He took uh, the chair at the end. And he, he got beat up on that one. So anybody. Yeah. yeah. This is this is all just fodder for what's going to happen. Yeah, They're but just we're foddered out. We're Wasn't fodder. I know. Fodder that wrestled. Right. Yeah, there was a fodder that wrestled. There but was. You, yeah, so, but maybe, so then, maybe fodder needs to wrestle Wardlow. Right. So then all after right. that. Super Click and Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley are shown. Adam Cole says they will be the best group ever. And then Matt Jackson points out that Kyle hasn't even said hello to them. So that's setting yep. that whole thing up. And then um, Kyle tells Kyle tells all of them to leave that leave the other than Cole alone. Yeah. Um, kind of paraphrasing all of this stuff here a little bit. He, he kind of was like, yeah, I, can I talk to you alone for a second? And he's yeah. like, it's cool, guys. It's cool. And then they, they went over their uh, unresolved issues. Yep. So that was pretty- I, I, they're already they're already planting the seeds, man. They're already they're already planting the seeds for the turns and everybody turn their backs on each other. It's not going to happen yet, though. I no. think this is going to be a very slow program. That's going to be a very slow program. And then we got the privilege of watching Adam Lambert. Uh, <laughs> now in the ring, he's got Ethan Page, the Scorpius guy with him. He starts going off about Cody Rhodes and, and Arn Anderson said he makes him sad. Um, and the shit with Brandy. Yeah. Mm, that was actually awesome. Yeah. That was the best. Yep. He says Ethan Page starts mocking her. Lambert then mocks Cody's neck tattoo, which was hilarious. Transformers tattoo, yeah. he called it. He called oh, it a Transformer tattoo. That was said, such a good line. Yeah, it, it was great. It was great. He said he never really made it until he cut a backstage deal with Tony Khan, which was a total low blow. 
He says that he states that AEW fans might be a bunch of idiots, but then they don't even know that the shit sandwich that Tony Khan's shoving down their throat. And then Brandy comes out, calls Lambert less talented version of Paul Heyman. Right? It wasn't that Paul Bearer. Wasn't that well, he threw he threw the dig at her first, calling her a whore or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which was, I was like, cool I was like, women's groups, shit. I can tell you that the women sure are not wasn't. down with that. That the, was a bit much. Yeah, here's, they're a little here, bit over Lambert for the misogyny. Here's the best line that that Brandy came up with. She says, the last time Lambert got beat up by a woman and didn't have to pay for it, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? So there was a really great, and I think it might have been an ad lib there where she said, you're, you know, low rent or low budget Paul Heyman or whatever it was. Yeah. And he said, I've, I've always preferred Jim Cornette. I was like, oh shit, that's who you remind me of. Right. Like, you're so annoying. You don't belong here, but you know enough to talk a lot. Right. It, it actually made way more sense than yeah. I think anybody took it for at face value. That was a super, super clever thing to say. Oh, absolutely. And then Brandy says, Lambert is a black belt. Well, she's a black bitch. Yep. <laughs> Fucking great. I was ready for that, man. I know. Dude, she did so great with him. Oh, yeah. Like, she way did. better than way better than a lot of the guys have had, like, a, a time dealing with him. A lot of them don't really know what to say to him to get good digs. Yeah. She nailed it. She yeah. dug him great. She made him look foolish. Everybody was booing him. The crowd loved it. When Brandy came out, they loved it. They love her. She's, they love she's her. Awesome. They love Brandy. And so uh, that was great. And then Dustin comes out, tries to calm things down. And then Scorpio Skies attacks him from behind and they walk away. Yeah. So that was that. And then we get into Jade Cargill versus Thunder Rosa. But was that one that, that they fought next to us? Which what? No, 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 no. You're jumping ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. This. So where are we? Jade Cargo, Thunder Rosa. Okay. Now, you two made me doubt myself because I called Jade two weeks ago. Then last week I said Thunder Rosa because you guys were like, oh man, it's Thunder Rosa, it's Thunder Rosa. So I got bamboo. I got, I got subconsciously put in my head about you guys, but I said Jade. I totally said it because I, I could pull back the tape. Yeah. Oh, we can, Ray, it, stop it's, with it's that. Online. We'll give you an award. Okay. All you right, were right. You. All, All right. right. Gold Tammy, star, you get, gold star. All right, you so get Tammy. the you get the murder theater uh, championship for the week. <laughs> so go go ahead, Tammy. What you start Me? this one? Yeah, yeah. You start this one out. You were oh. the one that was the most stoked about this program. So okay, I really was, and so program. I was shocked. I was shocked, 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 because I just like I just thought that the, the respect would be redeemed and. I just don't think Jade should, I love Jade and Thunder. So just know that before I say anything else, I love both of them, but I was really surprised because I'm really thinking that Thunder was going to go against Ruby and that's as it should be. So I was surprised. Um, and uh, so in my notes, I put, I love both of these wrestlers. Plus I have to do a shout out for Thunder Rose's Wolverine claws. Yes. So cool. You know, and then how perfect because Jade models herself after Storm. So it was right. a total X-Men like happening there. And I love that. Um, but I think my prediction is I think 
then I thought about it and this is what I thought. Okay. This is what makes sense. My prediction is it was a great match. I loved it. I was really shocked that thunder didn't win. There was a lot of energy. Both of those women are amazing to watch, especially live, but I, uh, my prediction is that is, uh, they need someone to lose to Ruby. That's what I think. And they didn't want thunder to be the person. And I think they're setting thunder up for another title. The, is it the world one? I don't, I that like whatever AEW, one that Brit has. AEW. Right? The, yeah, the AEW world, Women's one. World Champion. So I feel like. Brit Baker's current title. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking is that, well, they want to just like let, so Jade will be an easy loss. Even though she's powerful, she doesn't have the time and the experience. And I feel like she will be a champion, but it's not her time yet. Thunder has earned this. Thunder has earned this. And I think she needs a title, but I think they're going to give her a different title. And I just think that they've been setting Ruby up to get this one. And I really think yeah. that's what's going to happen. And if I'm wrong, Rafe, you'll get more gold stars. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see uh, Jade winning, winning the whole TBS title. I think it's going to be Ruby just because of the pop that Ruby, because remember, you know, so let's, you know, let's get into this a little bit. First of all, let, let me kind of like talk technically about the match. Thunder Rosa did a great job against an opponent that was much, much stronger than her. Holy smoly, she did. Jade, so like, wow. She heard the technical wrestling that Thunder Rosa did to kayfabe this thing into like working on Jade's leg, hurting the knee, keeping her down, hobbling her using her moves, using her speed, using everything to, to, to battle against the person that's was, I mean, Jade doesn't even look like a real human being. When you see her in person, she's so cut. I mean, she's just so in shape and it's, it's amazing. And she's very, very strong. I mean, you can see it like, like she really is. And she's a great wrestler and she's a great heel and she's got an awesome gimmick going on. And, um, but the way that this match played out, I thought was an excellent match because I it did it left the fact that Jade can be vulnerable, that she's not indestructible, yes, that she can get beat, but you really gotta beat her. You know what I mean? And she remember Jade got the cheap win because the masked the masked wrestler yes. that's what we're not mashed her up. in the head. Smash Thunder Rosa. Print. Yeah, smash Thunder Rosa in the head. And then Thunder's got knocked for a loop and she loses. Which means because if you notice that at the end of that match, Thunder Rosa was winning. She was dominating at the yes. end. Yes. And until yeah. that happened, that's what made it key to be like, okay, Thunder Rosa is still the badass. She's always going to be the badass. Jade gets the cheap win. And then they introduced the hooded person attacks, and that is Mercedes Martinez. Now, I had no idea who the hell she was. Yeah, he was Googling so her little, in the middle of the match. There's a little controversy here about this. I don't know if you guys have heard this. So Mercedes Martinez was doing some stuff with AEW in the very beginning when they were first uh, developing and starting to do stuff. Uh, she left and went over to New York and signed for their developmental brand did a couple things there, didn't really get used, and got released. Mm -hmm. And now she's back, and a lot of people are upset with Tony Khan, like, hey, man, this chick left. Like, she she chose greener pastures. You're just going to have her back? And I think 
I think absolutely, yes, that is what AEW is. They don't hold stupid grudges. They don't make bad decisions because of feelings. They do it for business and for wrestlers and for fans. It's not horse shit. Um, so anybody who thinks that Khan was wrong for this, I disagree. Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez is amazing, first of all. Uh, she was used criminally where she was. Um, they put her in a stupid gimmick at one point, like really bad. And she didn't want to do that anymore. So not too long after that, they released her. That shows their politics versus what AEW does. And I am much more on the side of AEW when it comes to this. Uh, but I will say this. I don't think she belonged in this capacity at all. Um, I think that was a, a weird way to end this. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her without all this other shit. Right. Now, keep in mind, Ruby comes in with the steel pipe and starts clearing the house. Now, I'm thinking that is setting up a tag team. Ruby Thunder versus Jade and Martinez. Hmm. That's what I think that is. And I think it'll be that'll be a great tag team match if we want. And it could be too. Because if you're talking about Ruby Soho, Thunder Rosa, and Mercedes Martinez, all of them have a lot of in-ring experience. Right. Uh, whereas Jade Cargill is lacking some. To have three other women picking up some of the weight for her, I think they could they could showcase her more a little bit. And not not have her be like only an enforcer, only like a, a, a power tower. bomber. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, that could be interesting. So, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because you remember Ruby came in and saved her, so it's like they set up Ruby to save her. Listen, that means that I, it would have wouldn't have been a great TBS title match between Thunder and Ruby. I was so thrown off by this whole match, man. Uh, <laughs> I was, first of all, I'm disappointed. I'm not disappointed in the match. I think they both did a great job. I am disappointed in the outcome. Me too. Um, I think a Thunder Rosa, Ruby Soho match could have been played out over months. Um, I think they could have had one match. It was indecisive. They have another match, still indecisive. Then maybe they do something um, where they finally, like, you know, just give a handshake and let's kick some ass together. These people are annoying. Uh, I was not it was so left field Um, I think I think it actually it does a disservice to all of the women involved and the story they're trying to tell Hmm. I agree 100% it just didn't seem like the right move at the right time at all when was the last time Thunder Rosa lost exactly she had and she lost to a rookie like yes to a rookie yeah doesn't make sense yes there was a lot of psychology, like you were saying, Rafe, in the match where, where Thunder Rosa was doing a lot of, you know, she was doing leg work and all that stuff. And it there was a story there to be told. Um, and I don't think the ending should have been somebody else interfering. And the story to be told is like smarts and tenacity and re- being respectful wins the day, you know, at the end of the yep. day that it can win over anything else. So they're going to have to make that right in 2022 somehow. I tell you one thing: there's going to be some serious heat on Cargill after this. Yeah, people are gonna people are gonna love to hate her even more. I think. Oh yeah, because she got the cheap win. Now they'll hate her even more more if she beats Ruby. So no, think about that's that. That's not happening. It's not that's gonna happen. That, we all know move that. that from your head now. They've been pushing Ruby Soho so hard anyway. For them to flip at this point wouldn't make any sense. But this match didn't either. But I'm not gonna allow my brain to believe that that could happen yet. I'm going to say it. Jade's going to be the TBS champion. 
And I'm sticking to it. Okay. This is about opinions, not competitions, Rafe, but we will definitely, definitely, because you know, you know, Rafe always wants to make a competition. All right. We'll come up with some games for you, Rafe. Don't worry. Because opinions are mid. Yes. (laughs) You've been wearing that scarf too long, man. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong, but we'll see. All right, so then after that, they revealed that the Saturday night fight's going to be Britt Baker and Rio. That's going to be fun because those are, yeah, Rio's a little flyer and she's awesome. She's got some yeah. great moves. So that's going to and be Britt very Baker has technically never beat her. Right. And Britt and, so, and Rio is tough as nails. So she took that beating from Jamie Hayter that just still rings in my mind. She's <laughs> taken a lot of beatings, man. That little woman is a, like, talk about tough. Go, jeez! <laughs> People throw her around like a rag doll all the time, and she keeps coming back and just having that same energy. I love her. Yep, yep, for sure. And then, so that's going to be a fun match. And then CM Punk comes out, and he did his whole thing, and everybody was singing "Cult of Personality," and they love him, and it was all great. And then he said he's done. He's done with them. He's done with MJF. He's he's gonna he's just gonna start working on you know getting wins and going for the gold and trying to win the whole thing, which is cool. That's awesome. Back, talk amongst yourselves. All right, so I think that that's really cool. Um, uh, I'd like to see CM Punk kind of work his way through stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Work his way so, through some of these matches. It could also be the beginning of Punk not doing the "I'm happy to be here" thing every time. Right. Um, we've seen a little bit of it starting to spark. I'd, I'd really like to see more of his actual personality that we all like collectively as wrestling fans know CM Punk for. Right. It's great to see him again because we loved him so much. So we need like real punk back instead of this, you know, this is your life routine that we get every fucking week. Um, I, there's a lot more to offer there. And yeah. Uh, yeah. CM Punk is, is a guy that nobody thought was going to get in a ring again. Yep. And and if they play this card too long, nobody's going to give a shit. You're right. I agree. I think they got to get him moving along. I think that that match between Sting and Darby when they did the trip the the, the trios match was was the the perfect way through. The perfect yeah. start to that. Uh, I'm kind of glad that he's letting the MJF leaving MJF alone. Because it makes more sense. Because yeah. he's really there to become the champion. And he's trying to become right. the champion. MJF is only the champion of the of the rings. Right. You know what I mean? So he's not, he doesn't have the strap. You know what I mean? So not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So for Punk to be like, okay, I'm done with him for a while. I mean, it's fun. That's a fun rivalry, but I, I could see MJF pissing off a lot of other people first before really getting into pissing off CM Punk. You know what I mean? So yeah, and I think they ran that program out anyway. I mean, we got the best of both of them, I think, already. Yep. Doing more of the same would, would again, it would be a disservice to both of them and to the company and to the fans. It would, it would make people start to doubt the capabilities of AEW's programming. Right. So, but yes, that's cool. And I, and and also, you know, Punk says the, the, one of the best lines Punk said that night, he says, and MJF is a bigger waste of con money than Tim Tebow, (laughs) which I I thought was hilarious, which is hysterical. It it was, uh, it was a mixed reaction on that one. 
Oh, it was because they like Tim Tebow down because he's from here. Oh yeah, but so, you know. So uh it, so that was great. And then he says, um, you know, he says nobody could touch him on the mic, and that's great. And then he te- and so then obviously, you know, CM Punk is gonna go for the gold on that one, which is cool. And then Ricky Starks, they we went they went to Ricky Starks. And he started talking. Ricky Stark says, ever since Dante Martin got involved with Leo, things haven't gone well for him. Powerhouse Hobbs questions if he really wants to go to the second round with him. So that's going to be an interesting thing. I like that whole Taz thing, FTWs. They have a good faction. I know a lot of people hate him. I know you don't like Taz, but, dude, Taz on the mic cracks me up, dude. When he said the other week that Arn needs to take the playbook back to the Waffle House, I almost cried. I mean, I was crying because Taz was – he's funny man he's so funny yeah. with the stuff he says yeah. um but that's a good group man you got hook taz and ricky starks i honestly think that i think maybe wardlow is going to join that faction but that's just me uh because you know taz has been talking a lot about how much he loves wardlow and he's been piping oh. wardlow and saying a lot about wardlow lately and I really think that that he might say, "Hey, man, I'll take you, man." Just like they tried to get Dante, because remember Dante deceived him now. So they've got they want that opening, they want that extra wrestler. That's what Taz wants. So I'm thinking that could be the thing, but we'll see down the road for that. That is uh, really interesting, right? Yep. So then after that, Sammy goes uh, appears with the cards. He does the cards. His New Year's resolution is going to be that he's going to be the next AEW champion, which. I was disappointed. We haven't, we haven't had a Sammy card spot in a while, have we? No, we haven't. He does, it's been a while. Yeah, so that was really I, cool. I love those things. And the coolest part about that one was that not a, and no one gets to see, Sammy goes down and passes out the cards to the people so that they could take oh, them home cool. for souvenirs. So, that's red. So that was really fun that he did that. And then um, – uh, I guess they showed, we didn't see this, but I guess Hikaru Shida then showed a video package. She shows Serena D to stop whining and making excuses that she can't have another rematch. Did you see that? I must've, I must've been grabbing a drink or something when that happened. I'll have okay. to go back and rewatch it. Cause I do not remember that at all. Right. That's, that's what I have in my notes here. So I guess they're, you know, which is cool. Those are good matches. But I want that, them to be done though. They, I think that they have Same. to. No, I think that what I think what's going to happen, and this is just my opinion, I think what's going to happen, they're going to have to have a street fight just to end all, to, to end it like that. Some type of street fight where it's just no rules, no whatever it is, they're going to have some type of match like that to finish this. Right. Um, so then Brian Pillman, he's going to take on the House of Black. Um, Not a smart man. No. Dude, I, like Griff just got murdered. What are you doing? Well, what I is think, happening? Has I everybody think, lost their minds? No, I think this is all the setup for for Brody King, man. I think this is the Brody King setup. That's Do you think the, it's going towards the Julia turn as well? I would love to see that. I'm telling you, I would love to see Julia turn to the House of Black. I but mean, I why don't else think would so. they have taken her off TV this long? I she don't was know. with those guys every single time mm-hmm. they came out until now. True. And I haven't seen if she had an injury, she could still walk out with them. She could. Right. And they could have done the whole pity thing, maybe had her wear some glasses or an eye patch or something. Yep. Like, 
there, there has to be something building with her because they're not using her at all. Yep. If they were using her sparingly, then I'd be like, okay, maybe she's just not ready. But because they just made her disappear, yep. I want to know what that's going towards. Yeah. But man, with the lights, is that as cool in, in person when the lights go out like that as it looks like it is? Because it looks like it goes pitch black. It's darker and on TV. Okay. It's darker okay. on TV, but they still do a good job in person. They do. That's awesome. Like yeah. he, you can, he can see, you could, I mean, I don't want to ruin it for people, but no, yeah. don't rave. Just be quiet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not as I dark. Mean, listen, if, it's if it was well done, it's very I well don't done. see him running up to the ring, to be honest, right. when the light shines back. I don't. It, if it was too dark, they wouldn't be able to, to pull it off and mm. not have people get hurt. Right. If it, the fact that they do it the way that they do it and make it look as good as it does is, uh, impressive yeah because I've, be I've, I've seen i've seen a couple of these dark run-ins before with other performers and stuff um and you can always see a little bit you know uh but it feels like with malachi it just feels very like supernatural when you watch it um and they i, I don't know if they just cut to good angles or something but i can never get a trace of anything when i try to i've slowed it down before and watched it like where did he go yeah uh, <laughs> Super impressive, though. I am so excited about everything that has to do with this program. Oh yeah, and Malachi. It is, it is actually well done in person. I don't think you'd be disappointed. It's not. Oh. It's not as dark. And if you squint in really hard, you could probably see. But it's not. It's. Not, it's still not super obvious either. They do a really good job. And this time, he didn't come out all the way, so it was right. easier to keep the illusion because he just disappeared back with the mist. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. short of giving everybody night vision goggles or something, there's no way they could do it in complete darkness. I mean, you can't even dim a building like that that way anyhow. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it looks as good as it does, I think it's super rad. And especially you can't do it at Daly's Place because Daly's Place is open and all of the parking lights are on. Exactly. Outside. So you can see all of the lights outside. So yeah. it's like, and you know, TIA Bank Field is lit up 24 hours yeah. a day. So it's yeah, like and anybody so that's ever there. been and anybody that's ever been to a, a sporting event after everything dies down, yeah. it's still bright as shit. Mm -hmm. Like still there's no hiding that. Yeah. But it's great. It's a great setup. I'm curious to see. I all I I a hundred percent think this is all just leading up to Brody King coming out yeah. and, and jumping in with against the varsity blondes and starting a new rivalry with the varsity blondes. So I think that that's going to be a whole lot of fun. So, um, so yes. So now we're back to the match of the night, the Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly versus Orange Cassidy and the best friends. This match, uh, I'm going to say this real quick and then I'll let Tammy start it out. Um, technically, let Chris this start it out because I've lost my notes. Okay. Technically, we moving on to Rampage already. Not yet. Technically, great match. I loved the way that these guys wrestle and the way that they they take the shots, man. They 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 were getting hit. <laughs> so, um, it was fun. It was a little bit of a slow burn. Oh, here um, I thought that it was very equal equal with the skill level of both of them. They're all they were equally matched as far as like just physique and style. You know what I mean? I thought that that was great. They, you know, um, so then, you know, I'm not, we'll, we'll, we can talk about the end, you know, Orange Cassidy almost gets the roll up, 
but the best friends clean house and then they do the big hug in the middle and then brandon cutler runs out right with the spray and then all of a sudden the young bucks come rolling out and hit the super crick and then it's over what's your opinions chris <sighs> there was a lot a lot that i was not happy with here oh um, really i figured you'd be yeah. psyched on this one i was going into it you guys heard me talking about it over mm -hmm. and over you've heard me talk about best friends you've heard me talking about you know cole and fish and how excited i am about kyle o'reilly and all these things this didn't do it for me hmm. I, what, what I, it about was, it what about it, it was didn't okay do? Mm -hmm. it was okay uh i didn't i didn't see any like massive spots that i would expect from this group of people um i didn't see any spots that looked like they really hurt like i would expect from this group of people uh maybe they were just being safe i don't know but it didn't feel real to me it felt very like i'll high five you later kind of a thing um thanks for not hurting me you know what i mean it felt I hate to use this word because it's something I try to avoid when we talk about professional wrestling, but it felt very scripted and staged and clunky to me. Um, and, and maybe, maybe the only reason I'm feeling all these things is because I wanted so much from this match because there was so much build to it and so much excitement. Trent was coming back, you know, orange Cassidy's putting on some of the best performances I think he's ever had. Yes. Adam Cole looks amazing lately. The young bucks have looked great. Everybody that's involved in this whole picture has been so impressive lately. I don't feel like this was anybody's best night. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, maybe um, Kyle's knocking off some rust. Who knows? Yes, for sure. They, they haven't been together in a very long time. You know, that it was pretty quick getting all of this together. Um, I think, but I think Orange Cassidy... Trent and the Kentucky gentlemen uh, are are great team. I think they're yeah. they're great wrestlers. All of them are great. I think they're just as good as those guys, though. I mean, you know, yeah. I know people don't like to hear that, but I think those guys are just as good as Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. Absolutely. I, I think you know great. people don't like to hear that. Well, because they love they love the undisputed they're, era. They're Who are they? So listen, those guys, those guys were in a team in Ring of Honor. They okay. were in a team over in New York. They, they have this long history together. They've developed fans in all different types of wrestling environments where you have underground wrestling only fans. You have indie only wrestling fans. Okay. The big show, they've got those fans. This team has developed a huge fan base in not even that long of a period of time. Um, so there's people that love them for a plethora of different reasons, but I don't think that they're necessarily thinking they're better than anyone else. Mm. I do think, I do think they're viewed as, you know, one of the best teams or best factions, um, that's in the business today. However, I think AEW makes it very difficult to, to feel that way because there's so many great performers that are at that same level. I think Orange Cassidy and Best Friends outperformed those guys. I've hands down. Yeah. I, I looked at it, watched it live. I thought those guys were better. They were. They did a better match than those guys. We'll see how it is in the future. I know, like people are really hyped on them. 
Uh, it was still a fun match, fun match to watch. Um, Tammy, what's your thoughts on all of this? We, let's get your opinion. Well, I, I'm not as disappointed as Chris, but a lot of the points that he made, I, I resonate, resonate with me. Uh, it was a fun match. Uh, in my notes, I don't have much. It's just like, they're all excellent wrestlers, but it kind of gave us what we expected. But, you know, like there, it wasn't elevated to the point that that talent could have taken it. So I put, I'd like to see more from them in this rivalry rivalry, rivalry in 2022, because I think that it could have been even more exciting. And, you know, it's so hard to say that because they're all so good at what they do. And it certainly wasn't a bad match. I mean, no. these people are yeah. all amazing, but you get spoiled, you know, right. you get a little spoiled because, you know, our, we, the bar is up here. And I felt like, Chris, it could have been so much more exciting kind of like when like the young bucks went against like the lucha brothers kind of element like that was amazing it was so exciting and i feel like all these people have the same like they don't have the same skill sets they have they're very highly skilled but they're all specialized in different areas that they could have been using that even more exciting might be good as a street fight you know like sometime or a cage match situation might be exciting but I think that it could have been a little bit more, but I also just think it's because I'm getting really spoiled on so many good matches, especially so many yeah. good matches in the in the week. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about it. I have no technical stuff to add. There's one thing I want to add before we move on to Rampage is I don't know if you guys have been watching the BTE, Being the Elite, the YouTube channel, but there's a couple of things where I think they might be setting us up for Wheeler Yuta being cast out of the best friends mm. and trent has been eating him alive hasn't he Interesting. oh yeah so trent on one of the scenes from the bte trent goes hey man check out my new knee pads right and he's got these knee pads on he's got everybody's face on there like he goes look that, that's for chris that's for you know orange cassidy that's for you know chuck and he goes and look at this and it was a pile of shit Yes, yeah. that's you. Oh, that's you, that's Yuta. He goes, nah, nah, man, I'm just kidding. And he smacks him and he leaves. But that's like been the like one of two incidents where he's like he's been yeah. ragging on Yuta. So let's keep our eye out for that and see how that turns out. So I thought that that oh, was sure. interesting. I think so, that- <laughs> interesting idea. To, uh, Yuta and uh, Dante as tag team partners. Oh, it would be phenomenal. Yeah, it would be phenomenal. They would be great. But again, we're talking about sticking somebody like Dante Martin in a tag team, which, you know, maybe that'll help him get some of that green off. Um, that might not be a terrible idea to put him, especially with somebody like Willie Uta, uh, and getting them kind of getting them more comfortable, just maybe not looking like he's scared. Yeah. You know, he's amazing. He has such, he's so young. He has such, like, I can't wait to see where yeah, he's so talented. five years from yeah. now. Like, but then now that I'm thinking about this idea, Neither one of them have much of an, a big personality to carry. So maybe that's not the best idea. But talent-wise, yeah. I think they would do really, like, really cool matches together. But both of them are not, like, personalities. No, you'd have to give them, like, a, a manager or something. Yeah, but, you're right. Well, maybe that's where Leo comes in. You know what I mean? Ooh. So maybe He's Leo very comfortable in that role. He's done that before. I would – I that, that – wow. Huh. So, 
Leo comes in, takes on Dante, takes on Yuta, says, I'll take these guys and turns them into the champions or, 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 maybe, or gives maybe, them a shot at it. Maybe they're even a, a, a three-man tag team. Yeah. Mm. That could Leo be might be upset with Dante at this point with everything that's gone down with them. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Should, we'll, we'll see. see. All right. So then they scramble as fast as they can to change the uh, stages and all the signs in AEW. And then we get to Rampage, of course. Yes, and they do a good, fast job of it. They so. do a good, fast job. All right, of we're at Rampage. We'll get you right away. Darby Allen and Anthony Bowens. Killer Chris. match. Chris. Killer match. My goodness. Darby Allen has a death wish. I'm convinced. That bump he took where he hit the ring post and it was like he was selling the arm injury. I'm like, what about the rest of you? You just jumped like 10 feet and landed on the ground. What's wrong with that kid? It looks worse uh, on TV. It looks worse on TV. Dude, if I saw anybody jump that far for no reason, I'd be like, hey, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> and Darby Allen, he just keeps doing all these things that just make me go, wow, he's so talented, but he's going to have such a short career. And the one thing that keeps sticking out to me is I've heard him say before, you know, I'm not going to do this forever. I've only got so many years I can do this. And you're damn right. If you're going to keep, you know, throwing yourself into these crazy, like just unbelievable bumps, things that most guys would go, no way. You don't pay me enough for that. Darby's yeah. like, no, no, let me tell you about how I could do that even crazier. Yes. Um, I, I, it was just, Wow. Uh, and then, again, I've turned the corner on the acclaimed. Um, I thought this particular match, the way they were playing the psychology and everything, Darby with the like the, the silent fuck off, I'm not going to get distracted, that's stupid. Yes, I love that. Um, and they, they were doing such a good job of being ridiculous about everything. Um, I was stoked. I, I honestly thought that was like, It was definitely better than the Cody match. Yeah. It was a good match. I loved it when uh, Darby stuck his hand in the top of the, the top of the metal there and was like, like cranking his hand and all that stuff. Um, I, I thought that it was really smooth how Darby like picked his ankle and like he was behind him. Bones was behind him and, and, and Darby just grabs his ankle and flips him down and like goes for the spin. I mean, I thought that all the shit that Darby does, man, it's all kind of like really smart technical wrestling, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's very smooth. And a lot of those hits look a lot worse on TV than they are live. I can tell you that. <laughs> so That's not true. <laughs> I think some of them are. It's intense, but you know, some of it doesn't look as bad as it is. Um, right. uh, it's not so, quite a car crash. Yep. And then, you know, Sting got involved, which is always fun when he's messing with Caster. Uh, I think that Bowens and Caster are a great tag team, man. I think the acclaimed are great. I think they, they're, they're, they're going to be in a few years like FTR is now. Mm -hmm. I really believe that, that they can set everybody up to, make, to have good matches and they're going to be good heels. And people will still dig them as heels. So yeah. that's that's my opinion on that. So uh, any other opinions on this match before we move on? I'll go through my notes real quick. All right. Um, creativity. That's what comes up whenever Darby 
has a match. So I love Darby giving the caster the finger, like you already mentioned. Oh, also, I want to mention with, with Darby having a shorter career that his goal is to be a filmmaker. He went to film school. I don't know if you already knew that, but he, um, so a lot of the money that he makes, he doesn't buy anything extravagant. You know, he basically yeah. will, you know, and he, all that money is going to, um, his film to make a film which i think is cool you know it is um so that maybe that's his future and that's why he's gonna have a short life but he's gonna hurt forever so <laughs> thank Definitely. you for sacrificing yourself for our entertainment because you know that's what why i respect these people so much is that it what it does to their bodies it's not that's you can't put a price on that you know you can't not put a price on you know, putting your life at risk all the time. So it's, it's, it's about more than money and getting like fame. Like you are putting real risk out there so that we can go and yell and sing the song with you. So props to them. And especially Darby, because he does put his body through so much more than I see anybody else putting it through, puts himself through danger. So I thought Bowen was really energetic here and he was really going for it. I feel like it was two slightly different styles. They're two totally different types of, of wrestlers. I would not put in the same category, but it's super worked together. Like it's super, they were great adversaries. I think the speed of Darby is impressive. Like he's so fast and, and so is Cassidy. And even though he's not in this match, I just wanted, those two are so quick. Fast, yeah. Um, and that's hard, you know? I thought Bowen had some great moves. I enjoyed the back and forth. And then I loved like Sting and Bowen's verbal. I don't know if that made it to TV when they were like talking shit to each other. I loved that. Um, and I loved outside of the ring when Sting was kind of kicking Caster's ass. So there was like a lot to see and, you know, we all like dislike Caster with his offensive rap. So it's fun. And that's why it's like, yes, like I like the fact that, that he does those things because it just makes it more satisfying when he gets his ass kicked by seeing and stuff like that, you know? So, um, but I actually am a fan of Bowen. I think whenever, I, especially when Caster was out for a while and he was wrestling on his own, I think he, he has a lot of potential. I think he's a strong wrestler. Um, Maybe he's a victim to his shtick with Caster at times, but I think he's really good. And Caster's actually really good, but I think we just get caught up on the bad rap character sometimes. So that's all. Yeah, they're good. They're great wrestlers. They I are. enjoyed this match a lot. It was actually one of my favorites, and I'm in one thousand percent agreement. It was better than another match that was mentioned by Chris, which I'm sure we'll get to. Right. One that's thing. Stuff. We can one move thing on. before we move on. What was up with Andrade coming out? And no, then I didn't even. make a note about that. I haven't. I haven't figured out what the hell was supposed to be going on there. I don't. Does that mean he's he's like friends with the acclaimed? Does that is does he have beef with Sting? Does he is I? I was so confused. I was very confused too. So I guess we'll see how that develops. I mean, let's make a mental note of that. I mean, he hasn't. Yeah, I'm glad really you brought a... that up because it came out of nowhere. It didn't even make sense whether you were live or in the and uh, watching it on TV. But I, guess, I mean, it would have made know. it would have made way more sense to see him come out during the Cody match later. Yeah, yeah. it totally would have. It was so left field. I don't know where that's going. Hopefully, it's not stupid. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, is is Andrade trying to like? bring on the acclaimed or I, I don't know so that's I guess what I, my guess was because you know how he likes to try to attract people to his team or whatever and pay them money and this and that 
Yeah. I think it's a waste of time. All we want to see is Andrade and his badass out there wrestling. We don't care about his team or who he has on it. He's such a badass. I love watching him wrestle. We don't care about all that other stuff. It's very true. All right. So now we're on the match. I think of this whole week, this match. I mean, I, I love the Janela match, but this match is, is, I mean, I think they're dead even tie as far as like how awesome they were. This Anna J Tay Conte, Bunny and Penelope Ford. Oh, it's Ty Conte. I always call her Tay for some reason. Ty Conte. And P- P- Penelope Ford street fight was just, was epic. It was a mind blower. And I mean, I was, it was all I could do to not text you during this match and tell you how awesome it was because I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I go, I cannot Man. wait until Chris watches this. <laughs> So I was so worried about this match going into it. I'm like, oh man, are they really ready for this? Like the four of them, I'm like, well, they're very careful all the time, you know, and, and it was, it was very apparent on dark and elevation this week that they're all very careful. They're all very safe workers. This was like the entirely opposite of that. And man, I don't think I have ever seen, at least not televised, like not not on a not on a big network like that. I have never seen four women beat the shit out of each other as much as they did. Those table spots were so brutal, and some of the some of the, like the weapons. Oh my, I I still can't get over it. Uh, I was thinking about it last night trying to fall asleep. I'm like, man, that was unreal. The amount of blood for a, for a women's match on network television. This was this was kind of like groundbreaking stuff. It was. I don't know if a lot of people have absorbed that yet, but Dude. this was a huge, huge deal. And I loved absolutely every second of it. My favorite match maybe of the year. I'll wow. leave it. Wow. Tammy, go ahead. And then I'll throw my two cents in. Wow, Chris, I'm so excited about all this because I feel like you have the best point of reference in all of us. So that's great to hear. Um, this was my fav- favorite version of Anna Jay. I have not been impressed with her. Yes. Like, when she comes on, I think the word careful was interesting that you use that. Cause that, I, I couldn't put it into a word. I kept saying it's like choreographed, too choreographed, yeah. too slow, too clunky. But I think careful is like actually a really good That's way to describe word. it. Yeah. And I don't like that at all because it's not in real time for me. It's not really happening. It's not like a fight would happen. And so every time she'd come on, I would really be bored to tears, you know? Yeah. And this redeemed everything for me with her. This is like... Uh-oh. My favorite version of Anna Jay. I've always been a Penelope fan. So say it again. Tammy, I, you, I like Tammy, Tammy huh? you, you stopped for a second. So say that again. Where did I stop? You said what, something about something Penelope. Something froze for a second. Okay, so this was my favorite version of Anna Jay, and yep. I'm a I am a Penelope fan. There you go. So, um, and I thought she brought the fierceness. They all brought the fierceness, the brutality. This is what we want to see. Um, unfortunately, we don't like get to see this enough from enough women. Even though we know all the women have it in them, I mean, they're no different. You know, it's no, it's a zero difference. And you know, I've been person, a woman in a fight before. We all know this a long time ago. I'm not doing that in this. I'm old now, people. I don't want to promote violence, but you know, 
we fought men back in the day. Like there's no difference. It's like, it's, it's like, why are we not mirroring this in this, this time? So anyways, they were all fierce. Everybody was equally fierce and brutal. And I love this rivalry a lot. Yes. Um, shout out to the cool painted table. I think we yeah. need to recognize that there wasn't just an average table. It was like painted. It was like cool. It was. Um, I loved all the street fight goodies, like the chairs, the thumbtacks, the broken bottle was super fun. Yeah. And to yeah. me, the barbed wire wrapped around Anna Jane's, uh, Anna Jane's arm for the win gave me life. Like it really did. I haven't seen that. I haven't yeah. seen anybody wrap it around and then do that kind of submission. So I've I never seen a woman it. do it. Yes. Well, and I'm like, again, I'm new, so I haven't seen anyone do it. So I definitely haven't seen any women do that. And I thought it was kind of a really interesting move. And it's new to me because I'm new to this. And I loved it. It was so exciting. And we were there for it. It was very exciting. We didn't see a lot of happened on the other side of the ring on the floor. So we went back and watched that too. Um, but you could kind of get a sense of what was going on. It just felt exhilarating. It felt like way overdue. I feel like it elevated every single one of them. I For love sure. I love Penelope and Bunny as heels. They are so fun. Bunny I was has a lot say. of personality. Yeah. Penelope is really good. Look at her submissions. Look at her techniques. I mean, she's got a lot of great technique that she's been working since we started and just seeing her only in like dark. So I'm really glad to see that she got that opportunity too. We already know that Ty's awesome. I feel like she's championship material one day. So I, I definitely feel like in a couple, like in a year or two, like she'll really have a real chance at it. Sure. She has great technique. She has great energy. Um, of course, with the promos, because English isn't her native language, um, but she still, I think she can get around that. I think when she comes out and dances and she just has energy ever since the first time I saw her, I was like, who is this like energetic ball of energy? But she's not just cute. She comes in there and kicks ass. And I feel like she was carrying Anna J for a while until now. Yeah. Now, Anna, the bar has been set. We know what you're capable of and we want to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, I mean, and give it up to the bunny for taking a beating. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Shit. All, four, all four of these women took a serious beating that night. Yeah. Yeah. That was ridiculous. I mean, Bunny took the worst of it. Yeah. I mean, she had so many thumbtacks in her body. <laughs> yes. I could not believe it. She had them everywhere when she walked out of that ring. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys didn't probably yes, didn't when see they that. walk off, we get to see when it. When they walk off, right. she was covered in thumbtacks. I mean, it yes. was crazy. Because our seats are right where they come out and come on where, where is where our seats are. So we watch, we can really see them kind of like go on and off stage. Yeah, and right. so you get to see all that. You get to see people like limping off and getting helped off. You know, sometimes it's a little dramatized, but a lot of times it's also accurate. So, and Anna Jay was, that was her best match. She kept getting better and better and better every time I've watched her wrestle. But this time she was really like, she wasn't hesitant. And like you said, she wasn't careful. She went for it all. She did great. She, I mean, she was, it was a badass. She was mm -hmm. a badass. And it was like, it was great to see her as a badass. Yes. So, uh, it, We've it, talked it was, about that several times, the three of us, how yeah. we want better for her and we want more from her. We yeah. got every bit of it. 
And if she continues this moving forward, I don't think any of us can complain ever again. No, No. you're right. We can't. No, not at all. She's got to keep that momentum up. She does. She's like the beautiful Princess Celestia from My Little Pony Kingdom that can also kick ass. That's how I see her. (laughs) Because you have kids, Chris. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I do. I do. So she's great. I mean, it's a, this was a great bow to put on the top of this rivalry between the two of them. Who knows where it's going to go from here. I'm hoping that we get better tags with the ladies. Like, I hope that, you know, TJ tags against a whole bunch of other ones, a bunch of other ladies, you know, as tag teams. Because, you know, if you really think about it, they're only kind of really put together. The only pure tag team really at this point is TJ and the Bunny and Penelope. Those are the, really the only two real, you could say those are definitely the tag teams. They've been kind of putting people together here and there, but they're not like a truly consistent, like seen more than once type of tag team, like yeah. the Young Bucks from Lucha Brothers or the Acclaimed or something like right. that. They're becoming that. And for them to become that, that's great. Now we need some more ladies to become that. Right. And so that we have these rivalries and then eventually we get the tag team belt for the ladies, which is what we need. We need a tag team belt for the ladies. And I think this is this. I hope that this is an awesome setup for that, because this was this was the match of the of the night, both nights, dynamite for us and rampage for me. I thought that this was the match of the most exciting match, had the most shit going on. Uh, had great ending, great wrestling, great everything, great entertainment. People were going crazy, and it was a ton, a ton of fun, which for the next match almost deflated the balloon a little bit, even though it was a good match. And even though both Cody and Ethan Page are great wrestlers, but when you have that and then you go to that, it it's kind of was like, oh, okay. Here's where we're ending the night. So that helps us transition into this, this interesting storyline that's going on with Cody Rhodes that I don't understand yet. So I don't know who wants to take this one first, Tammy or Chris. I mean, you guys pick, let me know. Uh, I want to hear what you guys think about the Cody Rhodes situation and what's happening right now before mm-hmm. I say anything, because I've talked at length about it already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to know. I want to know where you guys are at with this whole scenario that's going on now. Right, so Tim. this has been an awkward, uncomfortable situation for me with Cody this whole time. I don't understand, you know, the booing. But you've helped shed some light, like on some things. And I, I haven't been for or against him one way or the other. It's just been weird to see how much he's helped this company and have everybody hate him for it. Kind of interesting. But again, I come in in the middle. So for this, I'll talk about this match and how I felt about it with the experience I've had up to this point is that I felt what was interesting with being there is I felt like there was good vibes for Cody with the audience, whether even if they were booing, like it did not feel negative. So that was kind of interesting. And I love this. I love the in-between. I love the gray, you know? So this is where I just, I don't like like when it's simply good or bad sometimes. I mean, we need that. That's fun. But I love when there's like these layers to people and it must be hard in a wrestling arena to tell stories of these layered situations. But I think that's what needs to happen with storytelling. So I felt like there was lots of good vibes, which I was surprised. I thought he'd just be booed. So um 
even the booze had love though. And Ethan, nobody really cared about Ethan. Like there was no emotion there. So to me, that just shows you, it's like, you know, the whole thing, even bad press is press, you know, like it's the same thing. Even a boo is an emotion. You know, if you feel something enough to boo enough to, and there was like this constant, let's go Cody and then boo Cody. Cody And there was a whole battle with the crowd, but it was pretty equal. I would say it went a little slightly more to the positive, you know, just over the line. But it was still fun. Um, and I think Cody's shirt said it all. And I think yes. it's so backing up your theory, Chris, here. Like the shirt said it all. I mean, that was a brilliant, I think that was a, the most, the smartest thing Cody's done since I've been watching less than a year, people that are listening or watching or however you're receiving this. I am not even a year into this stuff, okay? So, but... I've been so like bored by everything that has to do with Cody. I was really disappointed with the House of Black. I thought that could have gone real deep and in, like intriguing and it just really didn't. And so this time I think The Shirt was the most brilliant movies made because it was, did you notice The Shirt, Rafe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, for those that didn't see, um, it was, it said uh, heel baby face or winner with boxes next to it and winner was checked so i think that goes to your theory a little bit chris but then little leaves room for another too like so he just wants to be a winner so he's like going like he's not trying to be either but inadvertently being a heel because of it which is what your theory was was like you know he's he could be a heel and not even realize he's one and that actually is more interesting you know from a psychology standpoint so, um, I, yeah, so I'm predicting he course corrects in t- 2022. I think 2022 is going to be an interesting year. I think this was the match, whether it's not even about the match. It, it's more about uh, this message with the shirt, the way the crowd reacted. It was different. Like it's turning something and it had nothing to do with the actual match. Because honestly, the actual match was not that exciting to me you know yeah. my favorite part of the match was when Scorpio and Dustin Dustin is that was was that it yeah you know when they were battling and like they battled close to us and that was like fun that was the most exciting part um it was what was happening outside of the ring there um I think they're both excellent wrestlers Ethan Page and Cody so it's not really a reflection my comments aren't a reflection of them not being good wrestlers but I didn't think this was a main event After everything we've gone through this week with the amazing matches, it wasn't main event quality. After the Joey Janela, after the women's tag team matches, or, you know, just so many other things that happened this week, it was the least exciting. I was not pumped up for it at all, you know, so, but. And I think that. I mean, that's really it. I mean, I have nothing else to add. I I mean, I, I think that summarizes it perfectly for me as well. The only thing that I will say is that I think Ethan Page is a great wrestler. Uh, he, he really is, and he's he's going to be a great heel. I mean, I think he, he keeps going and keeps doing what he's doing in AEW. He's going to be a great heel. I think that what got taken away from him was the fact that uh, they didn't really set up a rivalry between Cody and Ethan. They just kind of – they always have the – it's Good the point. Lambert. It's the Lambert thing. The Dan Lambert thing is the is the uh, is the rivalry, not the wrestlers. And so I think the crowd was more focused on, well, let's go, Cody. Cody sucks. Than 
let's go Cody. Ethan sucks. You know what nobody I mean? Nobody cared about Ethan. Nobody, nobody cared. Nobody cared about him. And I think it took away from his match and the quality uh, wrestler that he was. He put up, they, they put up a great back and forth battle. Yeah. But yeah. after you've seen the Thunder Rosa match, you know, mm-hmm. you got to keep in mind, we're all in one night here. So the Thunder Rosa match, the, um, uh, the, uh, the street fight, uh, the Darby Allen match, you have all of that. It's, it just, it, I don't think it can live up to that. And so yeah. I don't think, I don't think there was enough of a storyline to make that a main event. So, um, but so I guess we'll just see where Cody goes in 2022 and, and see how it develops. And I'm sure, you know, Brandy's going to get more involved with him and they're going to be doing some stuff together, obviously. And, um, you know, the whole nightmare factory is going to be together. They're obviously setting that up and getting those guys ready to do stuff like Brock and, and, um, and big shoddy and all that. So that's going to be fun to see all that come together. I'd love to yep. see them go against the factory and all those kind of guys. That would be great um, because, you know, they're all, they all work together anyway. So it's going to be, that would, those will be great matches. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really it for that match for me. So go ahead, Chris, you said you had a whole theory going here. Yeah. I want to hear this. It's Let's not make- necessarily a theory. Uh, not anymore at this point. The shirt actually for me is kind of putting my theory to bed a little bit because he is acknowledging the situation now rather than completely ignoring it all the time and acting surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you're right about him getting like a course correction this year. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of Cody just being a competitor and not necessarily catering to the fans as much. Um, whether that goes face or heel, I'm not really sure anymore. The shirt threw me off, honestly, which is silly because it's just a shirt, right? But the fact it's that not, I was- though. It was a message. Exactly. And I was invested really hard in where my ideas were going to the point where that kind of derailed it some. Now, that's not to say it still can't happen that way, uh, but you're both absolutely right. The Cody, Ethan Page thing, it's already been done, I think, too, um, a while back. Like, yeah, okay, it's a good match. Cody was really impressive in this one. He, he went out there and kicked ass as always and took a lot of bumps and did a lot of shit. Uh, but so did Ethan Page. Um, Dustin came out for like the, he, he, he's the baby face in the family now, I guess. Um, so he came out for the, you know, the protector role. That was cool. I love that they went through the whole crowd and everything. I was like, I wonder how close they were to that. Um, we were very close. We were very we close. reached out and touched them close. I could have touched Dustin's back. Yep. That's how close I was. Yeah, so as far as this being the main event for this show, no, no, no. It, it didn't make sense, but it was the only title match it from was. Dynamite or Rampage. So on TV, big shows, New Year's, blah, 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 it was the only title match. I think that might be the only reason it was the main event. Right. Could be. Um, and, and it's had the longest storyline build out of everything that happened, I think. Mm-hmm. probably um but i mean it was a great match it was cool i just feel like i've seen it before mm-hmm. and exactly. uh the one thing that felt different to me i think cody's ring gear might have been brand new because mm-hmm. i didn't recognize it I, I don't remember seeing it before and it matched ethan page's gear kind of yeah so there was yeah. there was kind of like a cohesive look to the match which mm-hmm. i thought was a different dynamic that you don't always see um and i don't know if they planned that or what 
But I, I feel like if if Cody knew about Ethan Page and what he was going to wear, he's probably like, I'm going to have the same color stuff, man. <laughs> just, just to be a Cody Rhodes about it. Um, yeah. But I was not moved by this match at all, guys. I, uh, It was okay. It, it was, was okay. okay. It, it was flat, and it did not deserve a main event spot, absolutely, especially after that women's match because that was the showstopper. That yeah. was the show. That was definitely the showstopper. Definitely, definitely the showstopper. So, all right, cool. So now let's go into our last thing and wrap this all up. So we'll start with Tammy. Favorite match of 2021. I don't know why favorite, right, right favorite match, favorite rivalry, favorite program between people. What whatever the your favorite thing about AEW was in 2021. Yeah, there you go. So gosh, it's all such a blur. I love so many things about 2021 and the the it was only six months in. So I was trying right. to think back at the different matches that stood out. And I think it's still the the um and I, keep in mind, I'm I'm old and crunchy, and <laughs> with my brain, so like I'll regret like, and I'll think of like five more later. But I feel I still feel like one of the moments that stood out was the um, tag team championship battle, the cage match with the Lucha Brothers and the, the Young Bucks. And I just think for some reason that moment of Ray Phoenix jumping off the top of the cage was so exciting to me, and. I don't know. I just love that whole night. I love them coming out in their full Mexican regalia. I loved that it represented, you know, we Mexicans get a hard time in this country. Let's not like, we won't get all into like the serious stuff, but I love seeing Mexican champions flying their colors, all of us celebrating them. I think it's an important culture. They're our neighbor. And we just don't like, I just thought it was just like inspiring on so many levels it was when um even when um penta's daughter was in the crowd when he won the championship like i was about to cry like i thought that was so cool just seeing like how meaningful that must be to have your kids in the crowd to see you win and you know what they deserved it i just think they're so uh, such a higher echelon of talent that you just felt like you knew that was the right thing to do but they had such worthy adversaries that were also so amazing so I don't know if that was my absolute favorite favorite, but it's the one that if you ask me without reviewing all the matches, that one is in my heart, you know? So I really loved that one. So now so, looking forward to what, 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 what are you looking forward to in 2022? So I have a little list of that because I was able to think of that. <laughs> Watch right. ne- next week. I'll be like, Oh, my favorite matches were this whole list. I forgot to mention, but um, so getting more members of house of black, I feel like there isn't a house right now. There's just one person. So we need that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to Thunder Rosa becoming a champion. I want Santa and Ortiz to become a tag team champion. I think they should get some sort of title. I think they're good enough. and think they could work their way up over the year to that. Um, More women's tag teams. I'm looking forward to Kingston kicking the fucking shit out of Garcia in 2.0. Okay. I want this to happen. Yes. Like, I am down for this. I, if you need some backup, Eddie, I will help. Um, I'll be like doing the chair. You know, I'm the old lady on the corner doing a chair on somebody for you. I would like to see more wins for Dark Order. <laughs> Chris is visualizing an, me as an old lady hitting someone with a chair from the ring. So I was. <laughs> uh, more wins for the Dark Order. 
I don't think they win as much as they should. And more storyline with Jamie Hayter. That's just what I was able to come up with. So I'm sure there's a million points I'll wish I would have said or wished for or said, but I'm just, no regrets. That's what I said. You all go. All right. You want me to go, Chris, or you want to go? How about you go ahead? All right. Match of 2021, it's, it's the Lucha Brothers versus the Bucks. I've never, I knew the outcome of it. I knew it wasn't real. And I, when they won, I jumped up out of my seat and screamed. <laughs> so it's like, you don't say it wasn't real. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It was scripted, but no, whatever. It was real. They okay. heard that. All right. Whatever. But they I really jumped up. That jump. I jumped up out of my seat and couldn't I was, like, I like when the caps won the cup, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I'm seriously, I was like, Oh, shit, I can't believe I feel this way. It was it fun. Just, it was just that fun and exciting. So that was it for me. I mean, that was uh, as far as uh, other moments, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm th that was the match. And I think that that was the, the best part of, you know, as far as just just the matches and everything else was so cool. And I was just learning so much about everything else that I really just kind of wanted to focus on the, the, one of the best matches. And I thought that that was one of the best matches. What am I looking forward to? Wardlow turning. I can't wait to leave. Oh, yes. Why didn't uh, I put that on my list? Yes. Um, definitely want some more women's matches. Love to see a tag team division in the women's uh, matches. I think there's a ton of ladies out there. We've seen the Mission Pro wrestlers. There's, oh, they're, yeah, they're all good out. wrestlers. Man, they're great. They train with Thunder Rosa. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen, a, you know, we watched one indie match that was had some great ladies in it. You know, and a lot of them, we got, luckily, we're, we're wrestling spoiler for next week that we saw we'll talk about um i cannot wait till moxley gets back i cannot wait till omega gets back i miss both of them i miss those guys i think that once they get them get themselves together and uh start coming out it's gonna just make for a whole new dynamic that is going to be a very exciting 2022 mox jumping in with kingston is going to be great Omega with the Bucks, that's going to set up that undisputed rivalry, which will be perfect. And, man, I miss Omega just coming out there, running his mouth. He's Who the hell is he talking to? It doesn't even matter. He's just like, ah. I mean, just him, just that whole style of his just kills me every time I see him. And it's yep. just totally entertaining, and I cannot wait to see Kenny Omega out there again. Um, and I'd also, I'm also looking forward to uh, seeing more of the Japanese wrestlers coming in more the ladies matches coming in because i thought that one where they were all the japanese wrestlers that was on the yeah. dark was yeah. such an amazing match that i would love to see more of that on dynamite and on rampage and i think that people would really be into it i i, I don't think they're giving them enough credit which i hope that they do and so those are the those are really the things i'm looking forward to and i'm, I'm excited of course i'm excited about the house of black that's going to be fun uh, I'm making a prediction. I really think Ruby Soho is going to join it at one point, but we'll see, and we'll move on from there. All right, Chris, go ahead. Okay. Uh, favorite, favorite, favorite thing about 2021 is hard for me because so much has happened this year in AEW, and so much has changed, and they've grown so much. There's been, I think, I think I read it was like 28 new signings this year. I mean, that's a huge roster growth. Huge. And granted, that's that's because of other companies falling apart, other companies getting rid of people, uh, whatever. 
but man, if you if you look at AEW's roster right now, it's everybody that's been popular the last few years. Mm-hmm. All, none of the other companies have anybody left. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, between that and the fact that they're putting on such great matches and such great shows, and every week it's like, how do we one up it? How do we one up it? One up. And then when we get something like we were talking about earlier, where we have something that's underwhelming, it's almost like they've set the standard so high for themselves. <laughs> That even if a good match is on, if it's not crazy and amazing, we're like, oh, it wasn't really that good. You know? <laughs> no, nobody almost died. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think I think my my number one takeaway from AEW of 2021 is just how well they treat their people mm-hmm. um, and the difference that that has made in professional wrestling entirely. Mm-hmm. That that shook the earth when AEW started paying people the way they do and giving people benefits and all of these things. It has made people love their jobs, which has given us great shows and great performances. Um, so I'm very thankful for everything they've done. And uh, I, I can't if I had to pick like a match of the year. It'd be a toss up between this one behind me, uh, the, the Brian Danielson, uh, Kenny Omega match. The Brian Danielson Hangman match, the Young Bucks, Lucha, like there were so many great matches this year. Um, so I can't really do that. I don't know who to pick as my favorite performer because there's so many great people now. Yeah, it's hard um, to So for 2022, I am looking forward to future growth. I am so excited about what has happened last. So Rampage just that put. Four individuals, those women, are now serious contenders in a company where one week prior, they were kind of filler material. Yes. And that match proved that all four of them are not just badasses, but they can, like, they can entertain people. Like, yes. that's what, you don't, this, this, this match for me, the more I think about it, the more excited I get because it is definitely a significant change in the business. This stuff has been happening, you know, in Japan and underground and all that. It's never been televised on a network. You never see a woman bleeding like that on TV. And I think it is so, so amazing that we are finally getting to see these performers getting the attention they deserve for being so fucking talented and amazing. Um, And just the fact that they, you know, street fight. Yeah, we'll do it. And they went out and killed it. Like that says volumes to me about what we're going to see next year in the women's division because now again we even if they split these people up and they're not tag teams anymore we've now got four individuals who nobody can say aren't believable right this was an incredible show for the for the four of them and i i'm i'm excited about the women's division future i'm excited about what's going to happen with Britt baker down the road now that we've got all these other people that are throwing their bodies out i i am i'm excited for so many things the one thing I want is for AEW to just continue on their path without any hiccups. That's it. If they can continue doing what they're doing, I will be elated. Yeah. All right. Amen to that. Amen to that. I have, I love that speech, by the way. I'm so inspired now and excited for wrestling in 2022. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I do want to say this. And I don't want to enter into the controversy because it isn't my place to comment upon it. 
but I think I want to give credit to Big Swole and Diamante for their feud this year. I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. So I'm sorry to see Big Swole go. Don't want to talk about all those circumstances. It's not my place. But I want to at least acknowledge that I enjoyed that storyline when it was here. And I wish her the best wherever she goes. And hopefully we'll see her again someday. Yeah. Cool. Next. All right. Well, happy new year, I suppose, right? Happy yes, new year, happy everybody. Happy new year. We like, will be talking. Be... Hmm? Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to close the show, but go oh. ahead. Well, I just want to say, like, I'm looking forward to all, to all of this in 2022 and just all that wrestling can be. There's so much creativity. If you're new like me, then I want you to not like just throw throw yourself into it. It's fun. It's pure fun. It's entertainment. There, But there's also real skill and excitement and you don't have to know everything. You can listen to podcasts. You can read up to get caught up on storylines. I know it's overwhelming at first, but this has been like only half my year and I'm super obsessed and excited about it. And I hope that you join us in 2022 for more. And if you're new, you can just be new with me. All right. Thank you, everybody. You guys all have a great new year. We're looking forward to it in 2022.